So I had a good day yesterday. I'll take today off. Yeah, me too. Did you win again? No, I did. I'm taking the day off. Oh. You think I went back there again yesterday just to give the money back real quick? I like to at least let it get warm in my pocket. Well, I had the good fortune of hitting the pick, the late pick four, which means there ain't no more after that. You picked it, huh? Yep. Well, that's good. Well, I'm off to Niagara, so see if I can give them some of that money back from three, four weeks ago. Meanwhile, it's been raining very hard here this morning. Well, it rained all day here yesterday, man. It rained like uh, Noah had to get the ark out all day, and now it's sunny and it's uh, okay. It's not too bad. But you need the rain there to wash away all that schmutz and the smoke in the air and all the fires. That's correct. And your buddy Barry says, as the Marlins prepare to decline San Antonio stadium offer by uh, Monday's deadline, what I just say, stadium offer, highly Mayor Julio Robaina said yesterday, expects a ballpark deal to get done locally. My sense is it'll get done, he says. He's done. And we had a big 87-17 to watch Don Trell get pasted again last night. Yeah. Watch him get just smashed. I saw a little bit of that, just in time to watch him uh, pour in the runs across the plate, the Braves. Eight and, what is it, nine and 23, is that the record? Whatever. Yeah, pretty uh, dismal. Although they're in Pittsburgh to play a team that's uh, right right there with them as far as they're battling for the uh, toilet. They have uh, they're both right down teams there, that have lost as many games. Kansas City long. and Pittsburgh, yeah. right down there, along with the Marlins. So it's the toilet bowl this weekend. And the good news is next Thursday we got a oh. 105 Marlin game, which means 1230 exit for this kid next Thursday. <laughs> Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. incidentally, has a new stadium. A lot of good it did. Yeah, that didn't do any good. No. Oh, that, that goes on everywhere. You know. Oh, if we just had a new arena, a new stadium, still a uh, stink to join out there, way down there, mired in no man's land, and uh, nobody shows up. But other than that, why be so negative, you know? Especially when the Hialeah mayor, you're always big on the Hialeah mayors. Yeah, well, this guy says that uh, they're going to get the stadium, but all they need is, they don't know yet if Armando Codina is going to donate the land. And they don't know what the real cost of the stadium is going to be. But other than that. And they don't know how they're going to make up over $200 million. But otherwise, right. but other than happen. that, it looks like a done deal. No problem. Kind of like Clarabelle telling us about all the uh, new uh, great things going to happen on this radio station. It's a done deal. Although I see next week's schedule looks like the same old to me. In fact, Thursday and Friday morning, it still says TBD. Yeah, they're working on some things. Well, what the hell does that mean? They're working on something. What does that mean? I'm trying to bring some fresh blood in here to do the shows when I'm not around. Yeah. So we're working on some of that. You're not talking about those stiffs from the Sun Sentinel again, are you? No, they're not coming back. No. It's OTOs. What? One time only. <laughs> I see. Well, otherwise it might be like Wally Pip and uh, Lou Gehrig, you know. I thought Wally Pip was a disc jockey in WCFL in Chicago. Was that Barney Pip? <laughs> Wally Pip. I don't know who that was. He was a real Pip. Remember Wally, loan me your glove? Yeah. Lou Gehrig and then like... Uh, never 15, got it back. Yeah, never got it back. 80 billion games later. And, of course, whoever heard of Wally Pip again? So that's probably a good idea one time only. I want people to get uh, a foothold in there. So they're working on some things. Oh, I can only begin to imagine what this is. Maybe we can get Joel Feinberg his own show. He obviously wants a show. Let him go on there and lie through his teeth. He doesn't matter. To himself, he does. Yeah, he wants to matter. He doesn't matter. Well, that's what I keep saying. You can't talk yourself into competing. Either you got it or you don't have it, and they don't got it. And they keep trying to talk this big game and use the media, you know, all their buddies in the uh, print media. Oh, my God, the ticket this and the ticket that. Yeah, losing their ass is what they're doing. In fact, I love that line of his about, well, who else could have lost all those millions of dollars in just 18 months on a station that was actually brokering out and making money before? Pretty hard to do, Joel, but you've done it. Congratulations, man. Keep up. Keep up, keep up the great work. 
8717, a couple of thousand extra to see Don Trell get shelled again. Hey, that's a... I know. Watch him. 35% increase in attendance. Watch him shell Don Trell. Boy, he couldn't get us out the way he's pitching lately. He can't get anybody out. He has given up seven runs or more in his last three starts. Well, at least he's consistent. Like the rest of his teammates, they're consistent. They consistently suck and they consistently lose, and the record is an abortion and nobody's showing up. And keep in mind, this is only early May. These are the kind of attendance figures generally for a horrendous season, like, you know, getting to August, the dog days in September. Oh, wait until the summer. Whew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you think this is bad now, wait until July and August. Because, first of all, there's nobody in town in the summer, as you know. Everybody gets the hell out. Well, you know what happens in July and August, though? What is that? The Red Sox come in and yeah. teams like that. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. The Red yeah. Sox will draw people. Yeah. That's yeah, like the Braves. Like the Braves. In fact, I was watching last night. I noticed that there was one of the uh, pictures there where they accidentally scanned a little bit of the crowd, and I use the term crowd loosely. I saw a lot of people with Braves jerseys on. Yeah. So 8717 minus a couple thousand Braves fans, which means they really maybe had 5,000 people in the seats, which of uh, 3,000 might have been Marlin fans. I mean, when Norma Kent says he ain't going no more, that's that's the ultimate stuch right there because, man, there, there's a dyed-in-the-wool baseball groupie, and he just uh, he can't handle it anymore. So they're non-competitive, which I think is a good way to put it. They suck. I watched the Yankees-Red Sox last night. Now, who won that game? It was 3-2. I saw a little Red bit of that. Red Sox came back and won. Did they? All right. Let's hear it. All right. Oh, George S. is going to be really P.O.'d now. He's going to be ripping A-Rod and this one and that one. He's I don't like... I don't like wealthy people with bad tempers, you know. Temperamental spoil, like spoiled little rich kids. Hate that. Well, the third baseman made two errors. I wasn't happy about, you know, like they don't have a name. You know, the third baseman. I think the first baseman last night was the one. Well, good. Cairo was I'm delighted to see that. Okay. Anything bad that happens to George Steinbrenner pleases me. By the way, speaking of people having bad things, uh, all our best to the beast. Yes. How's that going uh, all about? Oh, uh, Josh Court. Josh, what's his name? Josh Court is ain't working today. He's got issues. And Josh uh, Darrow told me that the beast uh, is out of the hospital already. He's home, good. yeah, but uh, multiple injuries, but he's n- nothing life-threatening, fortunately. And it's uh, he's going to have a pretty good injured tough time. groin. He's going to have a tough honeymoon. He's uh, and the interesting part of it is you never guess what I got in the mail just yesterday. In fact, maybe I opened the mailbox right around the time he had his crash. It was his wedding invitation. Isn't that something? I get his wedding invitation, and I find out the next morning he was in a bad car crash, and he's like, it was a five. Five car crash. crash. Wow. Made the news. He was, he was probably the buffer. He Probably if he wouldn't have been there, it would have been a lot worse. Probably bounced off his fat ass. Yeah, he's got some groin tears or something is what I'm hearing. That's not good for the honeymoon. He has more than that. He has several injuries, but he has rib injuries, which is very wow. painful. I, I, How do you find ribs in a guy that fat? You know what? I don't think this is a good day to be ripping the beast. No, I'm not I'm not ripping him at all. I'm trying to, like, lighten him up a little bit. Boy, that's, I'm not ripping him. Maybe I that's what rocked. saved him. I have Rachmanus. Yeah, there you go. See, why now you're turning right around. It didn't take you long to jump on. Oh, man. God, who the hell are we to be talking about fat anyway? Yeah, exactly. It's very, very bad. I, I, you know something? I feel terrible for the beast. I really do because he's, uh, you know what? He's a good kid. He really is. He, yeah. he had to suffer. He means well. He had to suffer abuse from some unconscionable jerk. Not to oh, mention there names. Do, 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 there do, do, we go. Yep. yep. Yeah. Gloves are rough. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he endured that. And he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a survivor. He's a survivor. Of course, the fact that he... And I'm turned, glad he survived this. The fact that he... Well, I am too. No, he's he's likable. He just uh, can be a little bit annoying, but he's uh, likable. As opposed to some people are annoying and not likable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. Right. Oh, there you go again. Do, 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 do. Very annoying and very unlikable. But... 
We don't have him to kick around no more. No. Irreplaceable. Yeah, there won't be another one like him ever. There won't be anybody. They're just going to keep rotating that time period. You really believe that? You know, I got. I keep. I keep looking at the schedule. They sent me the schedule for the following week, and I figure this is the this is the week that was. Remember that show? This was the week that was. And I keep thinking, okay, finally. And I'm looking, and here's Bo and Gildy and this and that. Although I looked at Thursday, I thought to myself, oh God, there is a God. Thursday at 12:30, Marlins on deck. Marlins at the uh, Braves. Uh oh, that don't look too good. Now where are you going to be Thursday and Friday? The Preakness. Oh, the Preakness. That's right. Sorry. Boy, that sure comes up quick again, huh? Two weeks. Yep. When I went by like uh, a quick fart in the windstorm, boy, that fast. No, seriously, that's a fast. Well, it's only tomorrow's only the first week while we're looking ahead. So they're predicting what a field of like eight or nine in the Yes, Preakness? That's right. Now is uh, lawyer Derek Ron is out. Is brother Derek going to run? Yes, he'll win. I give him a shot there. Yeah, this is his kind of race. Different oh, kind of race. This. Now who? Oh, I should have saved the story. Yesterday, one of the um, oh, I forget who the hell it was. One of the horse people was saying that they definitely should cut the Derby down to like a much smaller field. And it's just and that's what I told Dave. I was saying this is no horse race. It's a cavalry charge. What did Dave say? Well, he said, you know, a lot of people want to run in the Derby, and that's, uh, you know, he's right about that, but so big deal. You know what? I, I say cut it down to like 14 tops max. Do you think it would be a good idea? I think it would be a much more, yeah, a much more honest race. Exactly. I mean, who wants to see a? I mean, I mean, so many. You look at the horses that had problems because of the big field, who were better horses than that. Right. So what you're seeing. Well, we is, don't know yet if they were better horses than Barbaro, but we. They may not have been. They but were better horses than where they finished because of all the road trouble. A horse like Bob and John was taken out of the race on a first turn. Right. Uh, and brother hey, Derek for that matter, went, brother, brother Derek. Derek went like an extra eighth of a mile. I think he was like yeah, well, brother Derek wide the whole race. By the way, brother Derek does need to be near the front and. He also, you know, well, being 19 wide, you know, that's not going to help him either. Well, that's what I told you. So that's what I see. And of course, I know nothing about it, and I'm the first one to admit that. I don't follow the uh, those uh, ponies. I don't follow that. I, I'll watch it on TV because it doesn't cost me any money. I'll watch it on a racing. You know that we had the highest ratings on ESPN that we've had for a horse racing show in 16 years. Six minutes till race five at Hollywood Park yesterday. I'm watching the replays from yesterday. Oh. Uh, the seven horse. Take the seven. <laughs> uh, you know, I once had a... In fact, I think it was on a show. It was on one of those Twilight Zone shows, something like that, where the guy got the newspaper from the next day, and he had the race results. Haven't you always had that dream? That's the pick the four I hit. Was it Hollywood? Was it really? Yep. Oh, and so you had the fifth race. The seventh. I'll be damned. Well, I'm going to watch it and make sure he wins again. Do I he get paid some, again? He might have some road trouble again. Yeah, yeah you get paid again. Do you know how easy it would be for me to open up an account online? All i got to do is make a phone call or go online. I could open up an account. I, I could make you, well, you could do it, too, but you're not that crazy. Uh, you know, I don't think they allow it in Florida. They don't? They allow it here. That, not that that should they stop anybody. They allow it here. They encourage it here. Yeah. They want you to do it because they'll show the Canadian pool for all the different races. They show the pool on track, and then they show the Canadian pool. I don't want any part of it. To me, it sounds like a cesspool. See, I think horse racing is a lot more enjoyable if you just pick one just for fun. You don't uh, bet on it. As opposed to some of the the uh, peanut gallery that's uh, I I really wish <laughs> someday someday when maybe there's a big race or something you got to come to Woodbine and just just watch with me the people that stand around and, the, and their motto is I have no line and they, they just they don't bet they just watch the peanut gallery I call them they just stand around they give people advice oh cash it out cash it out and they stand there there's one guy I call him Mr Pension he's there every single day he lost his whole life pension on it so his wife has to work because he's too old to get a job. He tells everybody who will listen this story a million times, and all he does is stand around and take the free drinks, never tips the waitress, and just stands around and gives people advice. Every single day he's there, Mr. Pension. And there was a guy oh. yesterday 
who was talking about uh, Medicare or whatever, and he was talking about what a great job Bush is doing. And the guy, oh. and the guy sitting next to me, who's a pretty bright guy, uh, said, that guy doesn't realize it, but he doesn't have any money anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, when he finds that out, all of a sudden Bush won't be doing such a great job. You'll be pleased to know, by the way, this will put a little smile on your face. Bush is down under 30 now. He's 29%. He wants Jeb to be president. Yeah, I saw that. He thinks he'd make a great president. Anybody named Bush. How about how about the, the guy from, uh, where the hell did he play? Reggie Bush from Southern Reggie Cal. Bush, yeah, Southern USC, yeah. There you go. I give how about Vernon Bush, Vernon Bush, the jockey? Yeah. Isn't Vernon Bush a jockey or does he? Yeah, I think so. How about Nick DiPietro? What was his name? Nick DiPietro, the jockey from Suffolk Downs. He was wow. a Hialeah. Remember that? Yes. Oh, I could throw some names at you, man. I could throw some names. And then we'll start throwing some harness racing names from old Rockingham Park. No, I couldn't. I know that. <laughs> you have me there. These, these are the things that my mind is cluttered with. W.G. De Oliveira. Oh, boy. How about E.T. Beard? Yep. Where the hell is he riding? He's still riding. He was in I think he rides in Texas now. Oh, is it the yeah, Lone, Lone Star. Star. That's where he rides. That is correct. Well, you are. You're really sick, just like me. Yep. Okay, well, listen, have a great day. Keep it you in too. your pocket now because you've got a big weekend coming up. I am. I'm not uh, doing anything today. What's tomorrow? Any big tomorrow's a big race day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Saturday. Tomorrow's a big, tomorrow's a big day at uh, Niagara Falls for me, so I'm going to be taking back all that money I won see if I can give it back or not. I'm going back to that same machine, man. Well, I hope it works for you. I know where the good machine is. I'm going to plunge my guts out. Go get it. Have a great day. You too. Heal up, beast. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast.
Okay, 1016 already. Let's get into it. We've got to get into the break. We've got to get with it. We've got no uh, Josh Cordes today. He's uh, having a uh, undeserved day off. No, but the good news is Tommy came in here to uh, to sit in there so that I can sit in here and add things to the poll. Oh, good, because we've got a uh, building poll today, I would think, I would assume. Thanks, Tommy. Anytime. Now, who was responsible for that abortive open? I think that was George, though, wasn't it? Hey, but they screwed the board up for me. Yeah, it was George. Be, but see, you just me. said that to blame Tommy for your... Uh, no, I, I ran the open, but, like, everything was shut down on Smack the board. Smack him in the head, Tommy. Cut off his drug supply. Ten seventeen. if you love boating, that's a given for just about everybody in South Florida. They like to be out there on the water. They otter. But if you ever thought about buying a boat, don't do that. Do something a lot smarter, that is, call Club Nautical at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why pay the expenses of owning a boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club, Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed just how easy they make it for you. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or no hurricane preparation. With a boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and truly affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You don't have to worry about getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up either because, like I said, they take care of all of these All of these things. And Club Nautico uh, lets you just hop on the boat and go. When you're done pulling to the dock, get off and leave. It's that easy for you. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT from Unlimited Boating to pay as you go small boats to the yacht charters. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let the folks at Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today the smart, the inexpensive, the hassle-free way with Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. This is the beast of Fat Jew. I was going to go to class, but then I got high. Daddy got me into Yale to pass, but then I got high. Now every word I say is messed up, and I know why. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. All right. I had to go to Vietnam, but then I got high. I tried to hide out in Alabama, but then I got high. I was way too scared to fight, so I had to lie. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. <coughs> After 9-1-1, I was king, but then I got high. I had to catch that Osama ding but then I got high. Instead, I attacked Iraq, and no one knew why. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Now we've got a big deficit, because I got high. Even Republicans are throwing a fit, because I got high. Now the whole country is messed up, and we all know why. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Any questions? Yes, Mr. President, what about health care, Iran, and Social Security? What do you plan to do? Hold on and let me think about it. You know, I say we get them homos instead. 1022 at 560 WQM. Happy Friday, too. We got Curtis at 2 this afternoon, but that must be a mistake on the schedule, you think? Oh, I see. That's why I see why, because we got Geldy from Mad Dog, 4 to 630, the quarter deck and sunrise. We got the squeaker from 4 to 630. Marlins on deck at 630, then the Marlins at the Pirates at 705. In the meantime, on 1360 AM, you got Hurricane Baseball against Wake Forest. Any interest in that? Uh, and then the 80K oh. after the uh, Marlins game on QAM. Following all of that? What? 
So anyway, no Josh Cordes today, so they were going to like uh, just stick us with an empty room in there, and then, uh, right. And you know, my luck. The one day in first time in ages that we got a poll that requires the audience maybe to add uh, several zillion names on there, and you weren't going to be able to do it, but we That's how it we, we stuck it to them. Right, Tommy came through for us. How's it going, Tommy? Thanks. <laughs> he sounds real enthused about it too. Five hundred and fifty-eight votes on the but well, wait a minute, we got a whole lot of other stuff. First, here's the good news from Iraq. Four more U.S. Marines died in Iraq when their tank rolled off a bridge into a canal. It was an accident, not a result of enemy action. Don't you think that makes it better that it was an accident, not a result of enemy action? The families will feel much better about it. That's that. correct. And they'll be a little bit less dead. And took place yesterday near Karma in Al Anbar province west of Baghdad. It was bad karma. The Marines were assigned to Regimental Combat Team 5. This brings the U.S. military death toll to 2434. Any uh, interest in, no, nobody cares. No. As long as they know who got kicked off American Idol, that's all they care about. They don't care about how many dead Americans in Iraq or how many lies or how many phone calls are being tapped. In fact, probably don't call the show anymore because your phone will be tapped. Uh-oh, here's uh, Eddie Jr., QAM. Yeah. Oh, on line nine now, a new one. Now, which one was that? Is that the fake Gilbert? Yeah, that's, that's fake. As Gilbert. opposed to the real one? Who's calling on line nine now, which means he's paying for it. Or is that a toll-free number? Oh, that's, if he's in town. Free. Huh? Oh, I'm not kidding. Here's a poll from yesterday. If your parents didn't indoctrinate you, what religion would you have chosen? 1,481 vote. Agnostic, 380. Atheist, 313. Well, that's bad. That's almost 50% of the audience of a bunch of heathen bastards like us. Good. I hate this poll, 243. Buddhism, 157. They like uh, the bald spot, I guess. They like getting rubbed on the bald spot. Who does it? Catholic, 98. Bald spot, I said. Jewish, 87. Generic Christian, 52. Just your pedestrian kind of like a generic goyim. Rastafarianism, 41. That's because they think they're going to be smoking a lot of that uh, ganj, Mom. What do you mean, think? That they think. By the way, do you know that, uh, what's his name, Bob Marley, he didn't die from uh, lung cancer. He died from, can well, no, he died from cancer. Was it lung cancer? I really don't know. And you know where he died? No. Miami. Really? Bad luck, mm -hmm. this place. That's right. Born again anyway. Christian, only 39. Too many uh, repressive uh, things there. Too much repression and too much uh, whatever. Scientology. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, yeah, still morning. Uh, say, did you hear about the, uh, you remember that story about the guy who drove 12 nails in his head trying to commit suicide? No. Yeah, there was, it was a captain about three weeks ago. Oh, okay, well. well nail three no, weeks. I just thought uh, there was a rumor that he did that after listening to Lenny Marquez on a two to four hour. It could be, yeah, that's possible. In fact, he could have listened to almost any day to two. I heard it was after, <laughs> after an overdose of Geldy. Scientology, 21. Islam, 13. I heard it was after we heard the Dan Bastard for about two minutes. Sick. We got ten uh, people in the audience who are desired to be sick. Keep listening. You will be. Mormon, 9. Hinduism, 6. Amish, 5. Amish and Amish. That's really Hamish, the uh, Amish. I used to think it was pronounced Amish. I don't know why. Really? It was uh, whatever. Amish with the long beards. In fact, what's the difference between the Orthodox Jews and the Amish? The I... Amish ain't got no tzitzes. Seventh-day Adventist 5 and Jehovah's Witnesses, Solamente Dos. Most of our audience don't want to go around knocking on doors, peddling the watchtower. Oh, the final days are here. Oh, any minute now, the final days. You know what the response ought to be? Your final days are going to be real soon if you could tell off my portion and get out of here. That should be the response. Any religious sketchies who come to your door trying to peddle religion, kill them right on the spot, okay? That'll teach them they won't do it again. Guaranteed. Now, here's today's poll right after the break. I don't have time. We got backed up with that long crossover again. You notice how long it took the Hank to jump all over the beast again? Well, he's, he was admonishing me. He said, today's not the day to be ripping him. And as soon as I made some kind of a comment, right away he's talking about how the fat helped to uh, insulate him from, you know. That's right. Now, it's probably a good point, though, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. Fat's I mean, not good for you unless you need some insulation, a little padding. Mm -hmm. Ask Tommy. He knows all about fat. 
<laughs> okay. Man, a walking pencil. Jesus, God. Hey, How much do you weigh? About 100? 175. Get out of here. Get out of here yourself. I weighed myself on your scale during your show. 175? That's right. He's a tall man. Get out of here. You, you believe down. he weighs 175? Sure, why not? Maybe the 75 part, I believe. Make Karen Carpenter look like uh, uh, a blimp. You know, he wears those baggy clothes, so it makes him look Is that what it is? Yeah. I think it must all be in his Rectum. ass or something. 175. It's the front side. He has lead balls. I weigh like 189, okay? And I'm a tub. I'm a big, fat old Jew. Are you kidding? You weigh 175? Well, yeah, but you're like, what, 5'2", 5'3"? 5'9". Five, oh, okay. 5'2", my ass. That's George <laughs> you're thinking of now, 5'1". Yeah, your ass is 5'2". Yeah. What a putz. 10.28 at QM. Hey, you want a really fantastic meal. Not just, and don't forget, Mother's Day is this Sunday, right? This Sunday. Yeah. The melting pot's the place to take mom. I bet you're not taking your mom to the melting pot. You took Josh Cordes there, but uh, mom, no. Right. She probably wouldn't appreciate it anyway. She's probably, her taste is in her tush is what yes, I'm Yes, it is. But if you have any kind of taste at all, the melting pot is a memorable four-course dining experience. You dip in all kinds of fantastic things, man. All those delicious melting pot dipping sauces. You start your dinner out with melting pots for now. Cheese fondue served with three different breads, your Granny Smith apples and crisp veggies. Just dip them and dunk them in there. Watch that cheese just dribble down your chin like that pepperoni juice. Next, your choice of salads, all of the Melting Pot's homemade dressings. And then the entrees include lobster, filet mignon, shrimp, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, portobello, shrooms, duck, and lots more cooked in oil or broth. And then, to top all of this off, and like I said, take your time, okay, because it's a major dining experience. Take your time, when in doubt, space it out. Because for dessert, the chocolate fondue is the best thing you've ever put in your mouth in your life, bar none. Dip fresh strawberries, bananas, pineapple, all your favorite fruits in there. Cheesecake, brownies, topped off with tasty marshmallows rolled in crushed Oreos and graham crackers, and lots more, too. It's a real tweet. And speaking of tweet, why not take uh, Mom to the melting pot this Sunday for Mother's Day? In fact, all the pots are going to be open Mother's Day Sunday at 1. Reservations are filling up fast, so make yours today by calling the melting pot nearby you and give Mom a real treat you'll never forget. The melting pot's in Fort Lauderdale, Kendall, Coral Springs, Cooper City, Boca, and prestigious North Miami Beach. This is Neil Rogers. Go, 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 go. This is 562 AM. For Florida Marlins baseball on the radio, tonight the Marlins take on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Presented by oh Dallas Coverage starts at 6.30. An exclusive presentation of Sports Radio 560 QAM. It's Friday, you bastard. Tommy weighs 175. The extra weight from all the drugs he's carrying in all his pockets. I bet if he emptied his pockets out, he'd weigh about 110. 588. You think that's a point? Well, what's in his pockets? Well, it's up for you to find out. All right. What's in my pants? Oh, jeez. 
Like I said, get George back in the other room. You know, you're going to get your ass joist here before 11 o'clock if you don't watch it. Just uh, the less said, the better, okay? Okay. 588. What is the most beautiful place in North America is our pool today? Now, this is one of uh, Sean's pools. Although he said the most beautiful place in America. I said North America because I wanted to throw a couple of other places in there, like Vancouver, which is doing very well, and Niagara Falls. Kauai, Hawaii, 141. And you made a good point before the show. I don't believe that 141 of these losers we got out there have been to Kauai. I've never been there. Maybe they've been to Hawaii a, six times. Postcard. Huh? Yeah, postcard. right. Get out of here. They've been watching too much TV. Vancouver, 78. Never been there either. I heard I've never been to Big Sur. It's got 73. Right. I've been to Palm Beach, though. It's got 54. All those plastic a-holes in Palm Beach with all their money, man, flaunting their big, big bucks. Palm Beach is, uh, it's okay. It sucks. Adirondacks, 48. Been there. You been there? No. no. Niagara Falls, 44. You been there? No. Really? No. I'm going tomorrow. All right. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a barrel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going over the fall. I'm just going to put my money in the barrel and put it over the falls. Roll Grand out the Canyon, 41. I've flown over it. haven't been there. It's just a big hole in the ground, really. Not much to see. Seen the Grand Canyon? I've seen pictures. Glacier National Park, Montana. You've obviously been there because you put it on there. Right, so that I could vote for a place that I've actually been to. Oh, 39. That I liked. Well, yeah. I voted for, uh, I don't know what I voted for, but someplace I've been to. I guess Niagara Falls. I mean, I've been to Savannah, but I wasn't going to Oh, Lake Tahoe. That. Now, I wish I wouldn't have voted because I'd have vote, changed and voted for that, 31. I'm not talking about the city. I'm talking about the lake itself. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I don't want to tell that story again about getting lost on the way to Tahoe to go gambling. Why not? What else you got to And I went around the mountains there. Oh, brother. You can't go too fast around those mountains or all of a sudden you're uh, in, the, in the drink. You're dead. But, boy, all the kayakers and the boaters and the, uh, just beautiful. Lake Tahoe, 31. Savannah, Georgia, 21. What's, what's the big tennis in Savannah? What, what's that all about? That would be like saying Jacksonville, Florida, or Hamilton, Ontario. Well, it's what, supposed to be very nice, and it's laid out. Yeah, nice. I mean, I've been here. there, but, uh, yeah, it's okay. That but. would be like saying Aintree. Waikiki Beach, Hawaii, 14. Now, that's it. we put that on there late, but that's I've been there many, many times. Six. Diamond Head. And San Diego, California, seven. I've been there. Uh, 591 votes on the poll. And I'm sure that we're going to add a whole lot more places on here before the day is out, wouldn't you think? I'm sure. Or not. Or maybe just get a bunch of idiots. We better. And by the way, I just, I, I'm going to divest myself. See, I'm, I live in la-la land. I keep trying to tell myself that I have mm-hmm. a, a grasp on what this is all about after all of these years, you know. About 30, man. But I don't. And so yesterday I got all excited because we put, I'm, I'm the Stephen Colbert thing we were late on that. We should add the link to that clip a long time ago. So I guess everybody's seen it. Do you believe that? No. no. And then, of course, we put the link to that really nifty website on there, whatever the hell it is. What is it uh, that the guy said? 9-11 Truth or something? 9-11 Truth, Scholars for 9-11 Truth, with uh, some really good stories. And did uh, was there any, like, increased response on our No. Yeah, well, we had our usual pretty good response on the website, and the stories read, and this, but uh, not much. Nothing. They don't care. So just keep in mind, all the all the simpering dumbbells you hear calling in on the show, that, that is what's out there. That's America for you. I made the comment yesterday. I want to retract it about that stuff. It is representative. That's exactly what's out there. WQAM, hello. Was this by 60? Yeah. I need to speak to Neil on this poll business. With a phony voice like that, you ain't speaking to anybody, okay? I need to speak to Neil on this poll business. Yeah. Wow. WQAM, hello. See what I mean about these mm-hmm. people? QAM, hello. Hey. Yes. Neil? Yes. How you doing? Okay. Uh, how about Alaska for your poll? Alaska? It sounds like a little bit of a broad... That would be like saying in Hawaii, you know. How about good, like a place? Good, good enough. Is it good enough? Alaska. Okay, George says it's good enough and you got a bad connection anyway. He wants to get rid of you. You want to say Alaska? Yeah, I mean... It's the whole the, state. Right? Well, it's beautiful, I hear. That would be like saying Pennsylvania. I, I don't get it. Okay, we'll put it on there. It's not going to get a lot of votes anyway. How many people have been to Alaska? Two. In the whole, in the whole audience, how many? Nine. Yeah, let's send him there. Let's send Greeper there. 
He'd fit in like a rubber glove. He'd probably be the first Jew in Alaska. WQAM, hello. They got Jew, no. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. When are you going to get serious about radio? <laughs> when I get back into it. Yeah, right. WQAM, hello. Okay. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay, good. Hey, I think that guy that called earlier, he might have been from Jamaica, man, with the funny voice. Yeah, right. Listen, I got a place for the poll. You got a place? <laughs> Newburyport, Massachusetts. Absolutely beautiful. Newburyport? I never heard of that in my life. I lived, I lived in Boston for two years. I don't know from Newbury. I know Newbury. In fact, I lived right off the corner of Newbury Street. There you go. Uh, I've been there many times. A lot of or NEW. Between Exeter and Newbury Street, I live on Commonwealth Avenue. Well, NU or NEW. Yeah, how are you spelling that? George wants to I, spell it right. Oh, he got me on that one. He's going to have to Google it. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's a great place to visit, but you don't know how to spell it. What is it? Newburyport? Newburyport, well, Massachusetts. Well, it's obviously N-E-W-B-U-R-Y, Newburyport, because it would be like Newbury Street, right? Let's just assume that. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. Have a good one. I'll see you at Brigham's. See, I hung up before I even got a chance to that. Yeah, there's Pretty all nice kinds of Newberry ports spelled all kinds of different well, ways. Well, I don't. Just put on there whatever you want. Don't Look, don't make this into like a, Have you heard the call so far? Yeah. Okay. Now, does that indicate to you we have to make this like rocket science? Put any kind of crap on there you feel like, and uh, they'll hop on it, you know? That's America for you. I mean, to give you a definition of America, listen very carefully. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. Oh, but that guy got kicked off American Idol. Now we're talking some heavy-duty crap, Okay. American Idol, that's what they need to know, the important crap. Anyway, how's it going, eh? I feel so Canadian these days, you know what? And, of course, we got a Nazi in charge now, too. So, you know, sooner or later, what goes around comes around. They get rid of one Nazi in Italy, Berlusconi, and we get one over here, Stephen Harper. And, of course, you got uh, all the Nazis all the time. By the way, uh, Miss Fudge is trying to convince everybody 66% of Americans don't care that, they're, uh, listening to, uh, that the NSA's got all your phone records. Right. Right. wonder who he's been talking to. Oh, all his boyfriends. 1041. In fact, his boyfriends are hoping that they aren't uh, listening in on the calls. Maybe they'll get some action. Miss Fudge. wonder if they're taping the calls between him and Miss Samuels there, America's number one fag hag. You think so? She's on Sirius, by the way. I'm serious. Serious? 1041 at 560. Oh, look at that. There's uh, your president and Dick Cheney and Condoleezza. Man, she is one nasty-looking bitch, you know what? She's always got... She just... She was born looking mean, you know? She is a mean and mean and lean. You fairy. Yeah. Hey, Condoleezza. I kick your ass. Right. If you're a cigar smoker and like to kick back with a good premium brand or just kick ass with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small batch hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, a flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, try the Bahia Deseo. This is the hotter release cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. Not as high as Tommy, but very high. A powerful cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. I hope you wrote all that down. For a South Florida tobacconist nearby you, log on to BahiaCigars.com or... Call them toll-free at 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Rogers, God. My name is Jose. This is my new Spanish family. Hola, hi, papi. Dinky, 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 dinky. 
Newberry Port, by the way, is just like I said, B-U-R-Y. But that's okay. Eric can correct your uh, misspelling. I tried to tell you, but you won't listen because uh-huh. you're a hard ass. That's, that's right. right. I understand the way it works. And, you know, after today, I'm, this weekend, I'm going to, like, uh, rejigger this whole show. Okay. I am. Can we even say that? I just said it. I might get joyce for it, but I'll say it again. I'm going to rejigger the whole, my whole concept of this show. My whole, you know, th- th- I think uh, Miguel's got a point, even though it has nothing to do with Cuba. But I think he's got a point. This audience, America, doesn't, they have no interest in these things, you know. And the only reason Stephen Colbert, that thing got such a big deal, is because of, the, of where he uh, is from. That's the reason. Follow what I'm saying? It's just like The Daily Show. Okay, yeah. as good as it is and everything, the only reason that young people watch it is because it's uh, satire and humor. That's why. Right. Well, there you go. So, in other words, you think anybody under the age of 90 wants to hear some old fat faggot sitting here reading a bunch of news stories, thinking he's going to, like, change something or, like, uh, illuminate somebody? Yeah, sure. No. Forget about it, man. You're in line. It's your fault. You're the one that keeps pushing these stupid-ass bedtime stories. Mm-hmm. Everybody else I know, stop reading those stuff. What does Tommy say? You don't like these uh, this crap, do you? No, some of them are actually pretty Get good. Get out of here. What, what is he? Is he, like, uh, sharing with you today or something? Get out of here. He told me. First, he weighs 175 pounds. Now he's an uh, intellectual that wants to hear news stories. God. You don't have to be an intellectual to be interested in this stuff. Yeah, man. Like yeah. That. Yeah, man. It's important. If you weigh 100, seriously, that, that's got to be the biggest lie. Even the management there doesn't is lie the like that. Make him get over on that scale no, in the next he's break. wearing lead shoes. Yeah, lead shoes and uh, heavy duty, lots of drugs, man. Those pockets are filled. This must be, must be, he must be peddling for the weekend today. He must have all his supply for the weekend. Right. Take the, uh, take the fishing lures and the, the sinkers out of your pockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way in music here. Oh, uh, who is this? Aaron Hialeah says, uh, I wouldn't read too much under the lack of interest in your link to scholars for 9-11 Truth. I looked up it up myself as soon as the caller gave you that URL. Keep up the good work. Truth is on our side. P.S. George, demigod. <laughs> That's cute. Demi. Hey, Demi, why do you do this to me, Demi? So the result is, you know, with his keychain out of his pocket. Why you do this to me? And yeah. his shoes off. Yes. 172. Oh, my God. See, I told you he was exaggerating. I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, that gives me hope, man. If I could get down to 172, I'd be just as scrawny as that. Plus, of course, if they stretch my butt. Now, how tall are you, about 6'2"? No, 6. Oh, it's so only 6 feet. Yeah. Soon they got 3 inches on me. I sure do. Well, that's what Duff said. I don't know. Six hundred. You weren't supposed to respond. You see, you are going to get joy. We're going to get your ass in so much trouble before 11 o'clock. 635 vote on there. See, we can't, we can't go there. Don't you understand? We can't say anything anymore. So the idea that we're going to be amusing, entertaining, humorous. Yeah, what are you talking uh, about? Yeah, forget about that. That's ancient history. That's all in the past. Now we have to be real bland. Remember Bobby Blue Bland? Let's go back into that crap again. Bland. 635 vote on here for the most beautiful place in North America. Kauai, Hawaii. I've got to go see that, 145. Before I die, I've got to see Kauai. Vancouver, 79. They're all smoking a big one there. 
Big Sur, and they're all smoking a big fat one here, too, as a matter of fact. Uh, big Sur, 75, 76. Palm Beach, Florida, 55. And you were making, you were poo-pooing that this morning, George. Yeah, that's still in. Palm Beach, a bunch of plastic a-holes, I'll say it again, with a lot of money. Adirondacks, 51. The Grand Canyon, 49. Niagara Falls, 47. Once you've seen it, though, you know, there's the Wax Museum there. And there's a bunch of other tourist traps. It, it, it's something like, it's like the Grand Canyon. I'm glad that those are right side by each because it's the kind of thing you should see once as opposed to like other really fantastic places in, in the world. If we did a worldwide like the Colosseum, El Colosseo in Rome, you can see that a, a, a thousand times and never get tired of uh, looking at it and walking by it and sniffing it and thinking about too bad they didn't kill a lot more Christians there and they you know, threw them to the lions. That's where the Romans really blew it. That's what I hear. Uh, uh, Niagara Falls, 47. Glacier National Park, Montana, 41. George says it's great. I've only been to Shelby, Montana. Yeah, that's not great. And, uh, that's yeah. correct. It's like a giant Lake, cattle pasture. where the, Lake where Tahoe, 39. They all had orange hair, man. They all looked like the Booster. They looked like cartoon characters. Might as well be Shelby, two Montana. states east and west Montana. And uh, they wanted me to do that morning show called TTO, this, that, and the other thing. And I said, no, I'm getting out of here. Well, I've, I've been to the high spots, auditioning for big jobs. Shelby, Montana. What was that place in Arizona? Yuma, Yuma, Arizona. I think I started growing a Tuma when I stopped into Yuma. Lake Tahoe, 39. Savannah, Georgia, 27. You don't want to go there. Waikiki Beach, Hawaii, 17. Now, I, that, that's got to be a... I, I don't get it. San Diego, California, 8. Alaska, 4. Cascade, Cascade Mountains, Washington, 1. Where did that come from? You put that on there? Oh, I put that on there. It came through on a fax during that last time. Oh, week. Grand Teton National Park, Wyoming, none. Grand Teton, I don't think we can say that. And Newburyport, Mass, none. Oh, we, uh, thanks, Eric. Eric spelled it right, but the, uh, don't say Mass, so they're not going to even know where it is. How about Cape Cod? Cape Cod. Let's get that on there right away. I'll tell you something ugly. In any state. There's a Rosie. In any state, she's ugly, she said. In a human state, or a subhuman state. What a, what a cow. Oh, my God. What a big, fat, obnoxious, pushy bull dyke. She makes me sick. Here's something that's going to cheer everybody up, though, in this crowd. When we did the poll the other day about what they want to hear most on this show, we should have put bush bashing. Don't you think that we got a lot of votes? Uh-huh. What, Georgia left? No, I'm uh, faxing some. Oh. <laughs> Don't oh, scare me like that. Me. Bush bashing would have got a zillion votes, or at least... About 30, man. At least that many. President Bush's job approval rating has fallen to its lowest mark of his presidency. According to the new Harris Interactive poll today, every day there's a new poll and every day keeps going down. Keeps going. Even Kathy Willits never went down this often. Of 1,003 U.S. adults surveyed in the telephone poll, 29% think Mr. Bush is doing an excellent or pretty good job. Menza, menza. Down from 35% April and significantly lower than the 43 in January. Approval ratings for Congress overall also sank and now stand at 18% for your Republican-dominated Congress. Roughly a quarter of U.S. adults say things in the country are going in the right direction, while 69% Joyce say things have pretty seriously gotten off on the wrong track. Oh and there's nothing God. worse than getting off on the wrong track, Joyce. This has been the trend since January when 33% of the nation uh, said was heading in the right direction. Iraq remains a key concern for the general public, as 28% of Americans said they consider Iraq to be one of the two top most important issues. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, immigration debate. 16% of Americans consider it a top issue, down from 19 last month, but still sharply higher than 4% in March. The Harris poll comes two days after a downbeat assessment of Bush in a New York Times CBS news poll. And, of course, keep in mind, this poll was taken before the USA Today spilled the beans yesterday about all this uh, eavesdropping that's going on. The NSA. The NSA, before they spill that. So, if anything, it's going to keep going lower and lower. And then when it starts having a minus in front of it, then you know the public isn't quite as stupid. They're just slow. Maybe they're not dumb. They're just a little slow. Although I tend to think dumb is a compliment. Mm -hmm. Happy Friday, says this fax from a very, very chronic. Oh, yeah, it's Russell again. Chronic. Well, this is a chronic in Cocoa. 
saying Hawaii is in North America is accurate as saying there's no National Guard in Iraq. No, I hate to break the news to you, but because Hawaii is part of uh, the U.S., it's uh, technically we can call it part of North America. In addition to which, it's our pool. We'll do whatever the hell we want. How do you like that? Yeah. Chunk. Uh, and then it gives me a song dance about seeing the world atlas. I, I don't care what the world atlas is. Consider yourself nitpick. Yeah, yeah, pick this, okay? Go pick your Rectum. out in the field somewhere, Russell. I told you he's a chronic. Chronic faxes, chronic callers, no difference, man. The main thing is... I have no lie. Yeah, he's nitpicking with me. I already explained at the beginning of the show why Hawaii is acceptable, and it's based on what I decided, okay? I'll decide. My freaking show, I'll decide where Hawaii is. In addition to which, I guarantee I've been to Hawaii a hell of a lot more times than Russell has, if he's ever been there. I've seen Diamond Head. Jack Lord seen Diamond Head. That's what I'm hearing. And you know who else was out there? Raymond Burr. Yay. Also was uh, in Hawaii. All those, uh, those wealthy... In fact, didn't Raymond Burr buy an island or something? I don't know. Who the hell knows? All those, all those stars with a lot of money. Instead of giving it to us, they go out there and they buy their own property, stuff like that, to get away from all the horse balls like us. 10.56, we got Curtis coming up into, oh, happy day, but then at 4.01, happy day. Oh, my God, the squeakmeister uh, for the Mad Dog, according to that consumers. Having Geldy on for Mad Dog would be like having, that'd be like having Lenny Martez fill in for Walter Cronkite. Whatever you're driving, Eve yeah. has a vehicle for you. Marlins on deck at 6.30. Marlins at the Pirates, 7.05 in the toilet bowl. Those two teams, man, between the two of them, they couldn't win a fixed game. Hurricanes baseball against Wake Forest on AM 1360. The Cat at 7.50. And Eddie K follows all of that sw- uh, swill. Today is Friday. I bet there's still a ton of you out there. I haven't thought about Mother's Day. Well, guess what? It's this Sunday. It's two days of A. There's still time to make it seem like you put a lot of thought into your gift by sending an original Vermont teddy bear. you still got time. Sending a bear gram is so much more personal and fun than those dying flowers that wilt. In fact, sometimes the flowers get there. They're already uh, wilted and broken and messed up. Vermont teddy bears last forever. They're even guaranteed to last for life. You can only get them by calling your friendly bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR or by shopping at vermontteddybear.com. Your mom or wife will receive a beautiful bear delivered with a free card, gourmet caramels, and a gift card in a colorful gift box. And Saturday delivery, delivery tomorrow, is guaranteed almost anywhere in the country. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her, like the nurse, the teacher, the businesswoman, or gardening bear. Check out the new All-American Mom dressed in a patriotic sundress holding an apple pie. And for all you mama's boys out there, send a mama's boys bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on his arm. And dads, like every year, it's your job to get the wife a gift from the kids. The mother and cup set is the great way to go. Add as many cubs as you need, and they'll embroider your kids' names right on the outfits. So call 1-800-829-BEAR. Do it today, or shop online vermontteddybear.com, because if you do do it today, if you do do, Saturday delivery is still guaranteed. Send a creative alternative to flowers for Mother's Day at 1-800-829-BEAR, 1-800-829-BEAR, and tell them that old crusty Neil told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. Neil, God! This is 560. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? This is your Senator Ted Kennedy. Have you been put on a no-drive list as I have? Here's uh, your chance to uh, earn your license back with uh, help from the uh, Kennedy Driving School. Uh, the uh, first thing you should know uh, is uh, to stay away from uh, bridges and water. Of course, uh, buildings uh, serve as an obstacle as well. With the uh, Kennedy Driving School, uh, you uh, will join the ranks of uh, many other bad drivers, such as uh, uh, James Dean, Lindsay Lohan, Grace Kelly, Jackson Pollock, Jan Barry, uh, Sam Tennyson, Harry Chapin, Larry Blyden, 
And, uh, of course, uh, Ernie Kovac. So, uh, apply uh, immediately, if not soon up, to the uh, Kennedy Driving School, and uh, you'll uh, get a license uh, faster than I can run from supporting any measures uh, introduced by uh, Russ Feingold. It's 1101 at 560 WQM. Happy Friday to you, May 12th. Mother's Day is this uh, Sunday. Preakness next Saturday. Boy, some heavy-duty stuff coming up. You know the big highlight of the whole next week? No. Nope. Oh, the early show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You're catching on. You're a little slow, but you're finally catching on. Well, 12.30 exit for us on Thursday, Marlin pregame show, and Marlins and the Braves in Atlanta. All right. Love those Marlins. Let's build them a stadium, because if they ever left, then we'd really get screwed. Here's one that says, oh, another chronic. You know, I, I, I just can't take it. I can't handle the chronics anymore. What would you stop? I have no Stop life. already, okay? Stop. Let's get some new and different idiots. I, I don't mind idiots, but how about some new and different idiots? I'm just running out of the old idiots. We'll have to bust them in. Oh, God. Being that Mexico is in North America, my vote would be Cabo San Lucas, says this chronic. Okay, put it on there and get them up. You know. And, of course, we didn't say the continental U.S., and we didn't just say the U.S.A. We said North America, which can be whatever the hell we want it to be. And if any, you know, if Hawaii is uh, uh, the 50th state, then why the hell can't it be part of North America if it's part of the U.S.A., right? Russell, yeah, you jackass, you chronic, you lifeless no clown, life. man. And, of course, he's in a hill facts again. You can be damn sure. Oh, I'm so offended, and I'm not chronic. Yeah, you are. You're the chronic in Coco. We know who you are. Chronic. I recognize the handwriting. Just, yeah, and, of course, this radio station that goes out there and builds that audience, you know, one new listener at a time, like about one a year. Now, I guess that's why they want to extend my deal, you know, so maybe we get like 10 new, uh, if I can live till 73, and get like 10 new listeners before I croak, before they've milked every last ounce of blood out of this pathetic old fat cheesy body. You, you have any idea what it's like sitting here in my boxer shorts in behind me? Because this was a bedroom, you know, before they made it into a studio. Mm-hmm. And there's all these, you know, the sliding uh, doors with the uh, mirrors. And if I sit sideways and I look back there, I see the most disgusting, oh. grotesque, oh, my God. Yeah, this big, fat puppet hanging out. I'd cover that mirror up. So I may weigh only like around 190-ish or a little bit less, but probably in 50 pounds of that is flab. See, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not lean and mean like some other people. Mean part, but not the lean part. WQAM, hello. Line one, mark it down for the engineers. QAM, hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I voted on your poll late last night, but I always thought the Grand Canyon was one of the most beautiful places that I've been. Well, it's in there. It's uh, it's uh, number five at the moment, number six, uh, two, four, uh, five. Super duper. And I also wanted to let you know, I'll be one of the two people listening to the Hurricane Baseball game tonight. All right. Then be sure, and now listen, be sure and drive into Dade so you can hear the signal. <laughs> I will. All right. Yeah, 1360, man. I work there. I know what kind of a crappy signal they got. Catch the cat. How's my old buddy Sid Levin doing? You know, you didn't, uh, when I was out with Hank, you forgot to mention, and I forgot about Floyd Patterson dying, because Hank would remember who that is, because you guys don't even know who that is. Boxer. Who? See, Judge uh, Tommy knows who it is. He was 71 when he died. Yeah, you already saw that. Get out of here. You saw it on the news. Come on. He already seen it. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know Floyd Patterson from Sonny Patterson. Who? who Sonny Patterson is? No. George would guess. No. Well, about all these names that I always throw in there, who are they? Oh, harness drivers. There you go. <laughs> Very good. See, I told you George knows his crap. Sonny Patterson. Let's see. Here's a fax that says, Mr. Neal. Yes, Mr. Faxer. The most beautiful place in North America, bar none, is Victoria, British Columbia. Oh, let's get that on there again, too. Victoria, B.C. Eh? Don't be confused with Vancouver. I'm not. I understand that they're different places. I've seen, oh, I've seen some of the um, beautiful footage, you know, the um, mountains and the waterfalls and the, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Victoria has more of a laid-back lifestyle, less people, but, but, has exceptional nightlife, beautiful ocean views with snow-capped mountains, a great film industry, and an immaculate downtown that is terrific. Oh, I'm going there right now. See ya. People are, who are friendly and welcoming. Well, that's here, too. People in Toronto are friendly and welcoming. 
Some of them don't smell too good, but no, nobody's perfect. That's because they're wearing their turbans too tight. Temperatures never dip below 45, never rise above 80. Pure paradise, probably the most magnificent place on the earth. You must go to Victoria. It's paradise. Do, 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 do. All right. Mo and I are going for our honeymoon. Yeah, some on my way. Going to elope. Now, what the hell is this? Oh, look at that. Where the hell did this come from? The fax machine. I know that. The, I mean, 790, the ticket is looking for new ticket chicks. All right. We're looking for attractive, outgoing girls to work with South Florida's number one sports talk radio station, 790, the ticket. Well, what is number one in what? Number one in what? Guys that used to work in the newspaper or still do? Guys that lie a lot? Number one, my ass, Joel. You'll have the opportunity to work with some of the community's biggest sports celebrities, participate in fun promotions, and attend some great <laughs> events. Oh, yeah, this, this sounds like a, a come on to me. Come Previous on. promotions or modeling experience is a plus. Modeling experience is a plus. Is this for real or what? Please send photos and resume to Rattler at 790theticket.com and A. Brown at 790theticket.com. This has got to be a joke, doesn't it? I don't think so. This is in or around South Florida. No, it's not okay to contact this poster with services or other commercial interest. Compensation, 25 bucks an hour. Well, what does that mean? For every hour, you get $25. Oh, well, what kind of a rate is that? All right. Christ, you can even get Tempest Storm for that anymore. I'll pay that. <laughs> I bet you would. 5670560, oh, we're looking for beautiful places where you'll find beautiful people, like some of those uh, Chinese-Canadian people I was telling you about. I'm still, I still get, like, weak in the knees thinking about some people I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, just the way it is, 681, and that's a good sign. Like I told you the other day, when you stop having that reaction, it knows you're either dead or right on the verge of it. Well, there's that big oil explosion in the uh, pipeline, the Bonsai Pipeline in Nigeria. And, of course, they'll say, oh, well, now we've got to raise the uh, price of, uh, up to 80 bucks a barrel next week because we had that uh, deadly blast at the oil pipeline on the outskirts of Lagos, Nigeria. 683 on a pull. We're going to, do you think we'll get to the 1,000 today even without Josh? I think we can do it. In fact, let's do it in honor of the Beast. All right. This Beast one's for you. He got into a five-car crash, and he was the uh, padding in the middle. He got like a groin pull and a tear and a this and a that. And Hank says I shouldn't be like a rip ragging on today because he's uh, ill. But he's out of the hospital. He's at home. He's probably listening right now, wouldn't you I'm think? There sure he is. Don't make him laugh. <laughs> okay. Don't laugh too hard, whatever you do. <laughs> And just, I, I'm serious. On the same day he's in a car wreck, I get that big, very fancy schmancy wedding invitation. You get yours yet? Yeah. You know it's a black tie affair. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rent a tux. Oh, it's one of those deals. Huh? Yeah, so that's that's another reason you shouldn't have been sending that thing here. Well, he wanted to impress you. Think, me, uh, I guess, you, know. you think I could get uh, Ken to let me use one of them? Did Tommy get invited to the wedding? No. No. Well, you're already way enough. I'll send him your invitation. Yeah, that's right. I'll send it down there. Give it to Tommy, and he can show up. He won't eat as much. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Yes. Uh, yeah, Neil? Yeah. All right. Uh, listen, there's one more All place right. I forgot. Yeah. Um, beautiful downtown Miami. I'll have you know it's making a callback. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, you know something? Your people, some of them need to turn around and go back. I don't want to, like, you know, he needs to go back. Yeah. He, he ain't no Desi Arnaz. I'll tell you that right now. He ain't even no Poopy Campo. He, he's more like Poopy Compost. WQAM, hello. <laughs> Excellent segue. WQAM, hello. Gusto's hey, up. Yes. What's up, buddy? Uh, How you doing, know that you, that you uh, share an anniversary with Dwight Lauderdale? 30 years in the business. Get out of here. Yeah, it was 30, man. Yeah, they but have I mean, it, he, he had a better every, mustache. Every, on the newscast at 5 o'clock, they put, like, different people from the community on there congratulating him. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I bet you had more recognition on his 30th than I did. Dude, that, that turned out to, that, that was a big deal, man. And all the all this time, I thought that that was going to be like a milestone. Turned out to hey, be man, like a turdstone. He, he 
haven't had Gloria Stefan, all right? Yeah. All right, listen, Neil. Uh, the Corleone house is on Lake Tahoe, isn't it? See what I was just telling you a little, a couple minutes ago? I stand hmm. by my statement. WQAM, hello. It puts Mastafin again off in the basket. <laughs> oh, those damn senators got lucky and won a game last night. Damn it. That's a pretty good game. The second period, especially Buffalo, was all over them like stink on Greg, man. It was incredible. But they just couldn't put the, well, they got the uh, time goal at the time. That Daniel Briere, there was one hell of a play, Danny boy. And Mastafin again off. He can play on my team anytime he wants, man. Number 61. Hey, Max, what do you got? Five six seven oh five sixty. They missed the wide open net there. That was kind of bad. Not good, Max. WQAM, hello. Hey. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Good. I got one. Uh, one for your poll there. Excellent. The Smoky Mountains National Park. The people are a little bit, but near, 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 near. But you know, other than that, it's beautiful up there. Smoky Mountain National Park. Now, where is that? It's um, on the border of um, North Carolina and Tennessee. Oh, my God. What and a believe place. it or not, Route 441 runs right through there. I'll take your word for it. Thanks a lot, Pat. All right, man. Smoky Mountain National Park in Tennessee, North Carolina. Maybe it's sure. in your neck of the woods, but I doubt it. I've been there. It's in the opposite neck of the woods, but I've been oh. there. Now, is that near that, uh, oh, what the hell's the thing that they always have the bumper stickers on we were talking about um, in South Carolina? What's that place? No, it's nowhere near South Carolina. What is that place? What? I mean, actually, it is. What is the place? In South Carolina? Yeah, or in North Carolina. That place where they always have the bumper sticker on there. We talked about this just a couple of weeks ago. Boy, your Alzheimer's is a lot worse than me. It's all that bad weed you're smoking, man. It, right. What, what, no, what was the place? I don't know what you're talking about. Hilton Head Island? No, no, no. It's like, it's like a uh, like a, a big uh, Stookies, you know, like a place where everybody gets off. It's like a, a, a amusement place. Six Flags? No. Close. Now you're warming up to it. Somebody will know. Six Flags? Six Flags Atlantis. That's it. Yay. You fairy. WQAM. Hello. Yeah. Who's Hank going to the wedding with? Uh, Mo. Hank and Mo. Mom? Hank's mom's been dead a long time. Why, why, why do you say that? That was in such bad taste. Well, that's picking on Hank's mama? Never met her. Well, you're not going to now, I don't think. <laughs> you can, you can take oh, my man. Just because you're P.O. to your mama, don't be picking on everybody else's mama. Next thing, you're going to be making caustic comments about my mama. This is Neil Rogers. Feel free. Go right ahead. This is 560 Friday, you bastard. Welcome, I'm sure. Now that you've gone, you must be relieved. Oh, 
Boy, you ain't kidding. I have some flop sweat going. Just like a warm summertime breeze. Like a warm breeze over my bare buttocks. You're out the door. I am out the door. John Stevens. Call on John Stevens. Hope you had fun. Your voice made me want to shoot myself with a gun. Please go away. Oh, I thought that was utterly humorous. Oh, yeah, American Idol. Maybe that's where it's at. 29 million idiots uh, were just glued to that the other night. Just uh, had to separate them from the TV screen with like a, a crowbar. Are you all whipped up about American Idol? Huh? No. So anyway, what now? What else got on there? Did somebody else? Uh, oh, Newburyport still don't have any, and it won't. Seven hundred twelve votes. Most beautiful place in North America by far, says a faxer, is Banff National Park in the Canadian Rockies. Well, let's get that on there right away. Thank you, Harry, or Barry, whatever your name is. Barry. Uh, you fairy. Harry. At least it's a different faxer. It's somebody in Deerfield Beach, right? Somebody different on the fax machine. Let's hear it. That's oh. what we're looking for. Different idiots. That's going to be our goal in two thousand six. Hear from some different goofballs, right? Yeah. You're really Good tired luck. of the old ones on the fax machine, man, and on the phone machine. Floyd Patterson returned his troubled young life around with boxing and overcame, despite a gentle disposition, the world heavyweight the champion became, died in New Paltz, New York yesterday, was 71. He had suffered from Alzheimer's disease for about eight years and had prostate cancer also, but other than that, he was in good shape. In the 52 Helsinki Olympics, he won the middleweight gold medal with five knockouts in five fights. Then in a 20-year professional career, he won 55 bouts, lost eight, and fought to one draw. His total purses reached $8 million at that time, a record. He was no uh, Mike Tyson, thank God. He was a good guy in the bad world of boxing. He was mild, sweet, retiring, reclusive, impassive, and ascetic. He spoke softly, never lost his boyhood shyness. Customato, who died in 85, trained Patterson throughout his professional career, called him a kind of a stranger. Red Smith, a New York Times sports columnist, called him a man of peace who loved to fight. He won the heavyweight title twice, knocking out Archie Moore and Ingemar Johansson. He lost it twice, defending it successfully seven times and failed three times to regain it. He generally weighed little more than 180 pounds, kind of like Tommy. Light for a heavyweight, but he made the most of mobility, fast hands, and fast reflexes. There is where the big money is going to be for you, Tommy. The world of boxing. Boxing. Yep. Lightweight. Flyweight. <laughs> Let's see. So, oh, that's it. Thank you very much. Couldn't you be referring to south of the border? That's it. South of the border. How come we didn't know that? I don't know what you're talking about still. South of the border? South of the border like in old Mexico? No, south of the border, you never seen those bumper stickers? Everybody goes to south of the border. It's like right at Six Fags Atlantis. Well, it's Tommy's with it, but I haven't. Yeah, well, you better get with know. it. South of the border. What, what? Yeah, see, this is the problem when you're you know, narrow in scope like you, when you stay yeah. in Hollywood all the time. Right. Hollywood and North Carolina, and that's it. Mm-hmm. If you get around to Amsterdam, Rome, then Berlin, I know about Cologne. places in South Carolina, right. Sam faxes and says, yesterday they had Joe Zagacki in for the Mad Dog. Why in the world don't they have Curtis do the Mad Dog show? And outside of the day, Curtis is not on at 2 p.m. anymore. WQM programming sucks. Let me say this, Sam. Absolutely correct, sir. I think they don't like Curtis. He's not part of the fraternity is what it is. He's not Jewish. He's not uh, one of uh, Clarence's boyfriends. And as a result, he only gets, they only throw him a token bone every now and then. And he keeps throwing it back. For the poll, Yosemite. Have a great plunging weekend, says Sam. Thanks a lot, Sammy. See, we get some new idiots. I mean, maybe see some of the old ones with different names, but who cares? I like the way he spelled Josie Gacky. Thanks, Sam. Yosemite, you got it? National Park. Got it. Yosemite. In fact, just uh, on A&E uh, three, four weeks ago, I saw the thing. Remember the murders at Yosemite? Yeah, I do. Creepy. So I've seen that. I like A&E, and I like the biography channel a lot. A lot. Don't you like him? Tracy yes. Gold is on biography right now. 
100 calories a day. That, and that's all she yeah. was eating, just like Tommy, 100 Tommy calories a day. 20 pounds and was at her ideal Dude, what's up with you and my weight? 13 pounds. I don't know. I just find it, I find it uh, shocking. I don't know. What? When you, when you know people and they're skinny and you usually assume they weigh like 140 pounds soaking wet and then they come to find out, I, I just, I don't understand that. See, Tommy isn't really skinny, but you've seen him in the context of this building where everyone is fat. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Tommy oh, in other words, it's all relative. Right. I see. Right. So in other words, his relatives are fat, but he's uh, not. Actually, yeah, all my relatives are fat. Yeah, well, so they're Americans, evidently. Apparently so. <laughs> six, uh, five, what is it? Five, six, I don't even know what the number is. I'm so incoherent. Because I'm thinking about next Thursday and that 12. See, actually, if it was next Thursday, we'd be an hour away from exiting here already. From Exeter. That's where I live, man, between Newbury and Exeter Streets on Commonwealth Avenue in Boston. Boy, those were the days, man. Good food. I went there, I weighed 150 pounds. I left at 212 two years later. Did I balloon up like a blimp or what? Yes. And you know something? I don't, I don't regret a minute of it. Because the food there was just to die for. Oh, Prince Spaghetti House and Brigham's Ice Cream and Joe and Nemo's and really, really good pizza, you know? See, there, there, are, there are certain things in South Florida that people think, you know, like pizza and sub sandwiches. They, they just, I don't know what it is, but they don't make them like they do in New York and Boston. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? Hoagies, grinders, whatever you want to call them, man. There ain't nothing like Boston. Oh, God, just to die for. The fallout was swift and fierce, boys and girls. Outraged customers wanted to know just what information was taken and how it was used after USA Today reported yesterday that telephone companies supplied the records of tens of millions of Americans to the NSA. Lawmakers called for investigative hearings and said the controversy could complicate White House efforts to win Senate confirmation of Herr Air Force General Michael Hayden as CIA Director. Herr Gruber Tochus. President Bush, seeking to deflect mounting criticism, defended his domestic intelligence program, saying intelligence agencies fiercely protect the personal information of Americans. Right. But that provided little solace to those who think their privacy has been seriously violated. Jason Blank, 25 of Sunrise, said, People should be scared of it. We don't know what they know and what they're using those numbers for. You go, Jason. Not everybody was upset, however. For me, it really doesn't matter because it's not like I have anything to hide, said Long Tranong Ho, 21, a biology major at FAU in Boca. Sounds like some kind of a ho to me. How do you like that? Long yeah, Tranong yeah. Ho. I don't have anything to hide. Oh, that's good. That's a good excuse. So let's just give up all our rights because we ain't got nothing to hide. What a jackass, Long. What a long jackass. According to USA Today, well, we already know that. Verizon, we did that yesterday. Bush denied mining or trolling. I, like I said the other day, he looks like a, a definitely an old troll. Mm -hmm. I look, take it from this old troll. I know one when I see it. I can smell an old troll from many miles away. Old troll. And he's, you notice lately, he's always, even when he introduced Hayden the other day, he's always got that like kind of more whimsical than ever like confused uh, deer in the headlights look on his face. Yeah, it's the medication. Like, like, is this going to help? Is this going to help? No, it's not helping you down to 29% bozo. You dumbo, you butcher, you lunatic, you maniac. And all that crap about, well, here's the president after all. Well, good. Good for him. I got the O.J. story. Did you see that? No. You're going you're gonna to puke your guts out when you hear this. You are absolutely... Have you eaten anything yet? No, it's uh, on its way, though. Uh-oh, out in Cuba. What is that? La cara oculta. La luna. What is that? I don't know what you're talking about. Daily dose. The occult face. Oh, they're getting a daily dose. It said they're out in Cuba. I think it was some kind of a uh, gay thing. Not that there's any of those people in Cuba, you understand. No, they all came over Because they all moved to South Florida. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. You drudge packing? Shh. You must be very, very quiet. 
When colds and allergies have your nasal passages feeling like a plugged-up rabbit hole, Wabbit! Well! Reach for the double-barreled relief of Sudafud. Like a shotgun in pill form, Sudafud hunts down the toughest sinus problems. There you are! Take that congestion and that post-nasal dwip! <laughs> so whether it's cold season, allergy season, or rabbit season... Kill the wabbit! Kill the wabbit! Reach for Sudafud. It'll blow away your wascoey cold and allergy symptoms. <laughs> 731 votes in a poll. I think we're going to make that 1,000 by hook or by crook. And if we don't, we'll just stay on a long time. We'll come back right. between 4 and 630 instead of Gildy. What do you say? <laughs> Here's that OJ story that's going to make you just upchuck, man. You're going right. to puke your guts out. I got my bucket. Trust me. In a scene from his new candid camera program, Juiced, O.J. Simpson pulls a prank involving the infamous white Bronco, drawing criticism from the family of the man he was accused of killing. Accused my ass. As part of the pay-per-view show, Simpson pretends to sell the Bronco with a used car lot and boasts to a prospective buyer that he made the vehicle famous, according to a segment aired Thursday on Inside Edition. It was good for me. It helped me get away, Simpson said, referring to the slow-speed televised police chase that preceded his 94 arrest on charges of murdering his ex-wife, Nicole, and her husband, her uh, friend, her, uh, whatever, Ron Goldman. Goldman's father, Fred, told Inside Edition he found Simpson's comment morally reprehensible. Well, Simpson is morally reprehensible, so why should he be talking like some kind of a mensch, right? Right. Like some kind of a civilized human being. In fact, when they asked him, remember the human beings, the name of that song, when they asked him who killed those people, he said, nobody but me. That was by the human beings, wasn't it? Right. Right. See how these all fit together? Are you following this or not? I don't think so. Yeah. In the criminal trial, Simpson was a well, we know that, but much of that judgment, 33 and a half million remains unpaid. I don't think he ever paid him anything, did he? No, not a dime. Not a dime. Not a single solitary dime. And that's because probably Greg and Scuran were busy uh, getting his next trip all set up to uh, our studio, all the way from Kendall. That is one of the days that will live in broadcasting infamy, man, when they, when they whisked his ass and they paid to fly him in from the West Coast to fly him in for the uh, Neil Rogers uh, fundraising golf tournament after assuring me, they promising me that they weren't going to have nothing to do with him. Remember that? I'm sure you yeah, do. Like it was I just do. yesterday. I even saved that memo. Yeah. And then they tried to make Tracy Carasado, who was there for about five minutes until he was onto their lies and BS, they tried to make him the fall guy. Oh, you're going to have to take the fall for this. And he said, no, thanks. I'm out of here. Nice going, Tracy. Any money that he makes, I hope, will go to satisfy the multi-million dollar judgment he made against him in the civil case of Brown <laughs> Family Attorney Gloria Allred, the lady in Allred. The hour-long program is airing on pay-per-view this month. Oh, I'm sure that everybody and their brother is going to... I know some people will pay to watch it. Pay-per-view. Greg, screw Ann, some, and, of course, the water Nazi. Is she still there or they finally get her ass out of there? No, she's still uh, running around, but... She's still there? Leaving. Is her ear to the wall? Who the hell is she spying for now? The hour-long program is airing on pay-per-view this month on a DVD offering uncensored material to be made available soon. Juiced executive producer Rick Marr told the A&P. Other practical jokes include Simpson disguised as an Elvis impersonator, a vagabond selling oranges for money, and an elderly man leading a bingo game. Simpson wasn't paid for the program, Mars said. Basically, O.J. decided to do this because he wants to do it. He wanted to have fun with it, Mars said. Didn't get paid for the program. Do you believe that? They're probably uh, paying him out of the table because otherwise he's got to give part of the money to the uh, Goldmans and the uh, Browns and the Greens. Freddie Green used to pitch for the Pirates. O.J., just, you just can't get rid of him, man. Just can't get rid of him, although there's one way comes to mind. I'd, real, I'd be real careful next time I hopped in the Bronco, O.J., if I was you. That's what I'm thinking. Because somebody probably don't like you somewhere. Wouldn't you think? I would imagine. 739 votes. Now, I'm thinking, how come? Now, don't put this on there, but I'm thinking like um, Durant Eastman Park in Rochester for the lilacs this time of the year. I bet you the lilacs are in full bloom, man. 
Oh, I got to go over to Rochester and see the lilacs. Not. Maybe if I just go down to just to the, the lake, you know, and take a. Oh, probably it's wafting right across Lake Ontario. You think? Sniff. Yeah, take a sniff of Rochester. I hear it stinks these days. 739 votes on the poll. What's the most beautiful place in North America? It sure as hell ain't Canandaigua, New York. Although the lake is uh, kind of pretty. You ever been on Canandaigua Lake? No. Cayuga Lake? Cayuga Lake? No. Seneca Lake? Only been to the city in New York. Oh, oh I see. Newark. That's the only place in New York State you've been? You haven't been to Buffalo? Nah. Oh, I congratulations. Good. You don't want to go there. And you also don't want to go to Niagara Falls, New York. If you go to Niagara Falls, go across the border. Go to Ontario, eh? Don't go to Niagara Falls, New York. You'll be real sorry. Aye. It's a turlet. You'll think you're like in Opalaka. Well, no, there's white people there. Uh, Kauai, Hawaii is leading the way, 165, and George is very skeptical that, uh, that many of you have been to Kauai. Uh, it's, it's just not on most people's itinerary. Most people of us, when we go to Hawaii, we go to, uh, ha, to uh, Oahu, Honolulu, Waikiki, right? I would imagine. And yet, look how far. Oh, that's moving up a little, but not even close. I want to go to that leper colony they got in Molokai. Okay. See some lepers. All right. Up close and personal. Maybe touch one. Can they change their spots? Vancouver, 79. Big Sur, 79. The Grand Canyon, 65. Hole in the ground. I, I don't know. I mean, the guy called before and said, boy, it's sure beautiful. Yeah, I've seen it. When you go to Vegas next time, uh, take the uh, tour, you know. They fly over and you look at it and they fly right down in there and you, oh, yeah, look at that big hole in the ground. Palm Beach, Florida, 59. Adirondacks, 52. That's okay. Lake Tahoe, 49. Now, that's beautiful, man. That is something else. Breathtaking. Niagara Falls, 48. Great Glacier National Park, Montana, 46. Savannah, Georgia, 28. Man, you people need to get around a little bit more. Waikiki Beach, Hawaii, right, right 24. Now, these people are telling us that Savannah is more beautiful than Waikiki Beach. I don't believe you. How do you like that? I wouldn't say you lied. i just say you're full of it. Maybe those people, that's as far north as they've been. Right, as they've been allowed. Now, let me ask you this. What do you, oh, just, when I look at the map, don't cheat. What do you think is farther north, Savannah, Georgia, or Hawaii? <laughs> Hawaii is south of us, man. You sure of that? Positive. I've been there. It's out in yeah. the middle of the Pacific. And the water, man, is so clear. The Pacific is so clear and so warm. Unlike the Atlantic, which is filthy and schmutzy and all that, all that crap uh, washes up on shore, you know? Not in Hawaii. The water is pristine and clean and warm. I tell you, I saw that baby whale when I was swimming one day. Are you sure it was a baby whale? How do you know it was, it was either a that big or dolphin? Tank. No, it was a baby whale. Baby beast. It was yellow. Baby could have been the baby beast. Don't be picking on the beast on the day that he's like ill, and that's what the humper said. Don't pick on him today. What kind of whale was it? Humpback? It was uh, beluga? yellow. Beluga? It was yellow, seriously. Yeah, it was beluga. Caviar. Alaska 18. Who the hell wants to go up there? I once picked up a hitchhiker from Alaska. I want to go to Alaska. Here it's beautiful. Actually, he wasn't from Alaska. He was living there. And the only yeah. way he could get there was to go to Nome and then take like a rowboat and go to wherever he lived. Right. His name was Chuck Bryan. Wow. What? You remembered his name and he wasn't even a Oh, I, I remember a lot more than just his name. What? Believe me. His shoe size? No, but something else. San Diego, California, 11. Smoky uh, Mountains National Park, 8. Well, I'll tell you, those were the days before America became so, uh, yeah, when you could actually pick up hitchhikers. Oh, brother. You, you'd, have to be a, you'd have to be a crazy person to pick up a hitchhiker now. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Back in the old days, I, I hate to, in fact, I think Chuck Bryan was one of those people I was like driving I-10 out to, uh, where was I going? To Yuma, Arizona. Yeah, well, I would never pick up a male hitchhiker in any... Uh, I understand uh, that. I understand that any more than I would pick up a female hitchhiker. We do understand the difference there. Uh -huh. It's called a uh, thing. When do you see a female hitchhiker? There used to be. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. There used to be female hitchhikers. Get out of here. I'll pick one up. It was a lifetime ago. These days, you think they're hitchhikers, but they're just they're something else. No, they're not. There are female hitchhikers. Okay. Some of them maybe look like guys, but then you find out a little later on. Grand Teton National Park, Wyoming, 6. 
Victoria, British Columbia, only three so far, but that's going to go zooming up there. I, I've seen it. I haven't been there, but I've seen it. Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, three. Yosemite National Park, two. Cape Cod has only got one. Come on. Cascade Mountains, Washington, one. And Newburyport, Mass, one. That's the guy who called it in because nobody ever heard of it. Cape Cod's only got one. You ever been there? No. Oh, my God. The Kennedys will they'll put you up there. And hyenas. Hyenas. I'll go visit the Kennedys. That's why. Yeah. Have a few brews. <laughs> and hyenas. You know who that's named after, by the way? Let me give you a clue who that's no. named after. Hiya, Tally! Yeah, Jeff High. I thought I named that for a laughing hyenas. Five six seven oh five sixty. We got uh, Curtis at two to four. Boy, I'll give you a little bit of a breather in there. Let your eardrums until that comes along at four today, boy. And I'm looking at next week's schedule. Should I already tell him? I already yeah. got it. Oh my God! Seriously, he's got to have the naked pictures. There's no doubt. There is no question in my mind. Monday we got Bo two to four, but then we got. Oh, sorry. Four to six thirty. What was that going to be? Joe Zagaki. I thought sucks. I was wrong. Now he's not on there next week. Oh wait a minute! I take that back. Tuesday two to four we got. At the Hard Rock, and, and, and Curtis also, 4-7 to seven with Bo, Curtis and Bo. They're trying to, like, mix and match. Wednesday, 2-4 to four we got, and then Curtis and Josie, 4-7. to seven. Oh. Then we got that ball game on Thursday <laughs> with a pregame at 12-30. Who follows the ball game? Oh, Mad, Madwitch is back, thank God. Thank the Lord. Then Friday, 2-4 to four again. The man with the naked pictures. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Bye, you bastard. Hello, folks, and thank you, Ed. What's that? Ed McMahon isn't up here yet? Well, if you've seen him lately, you know it won't be long now. <laughs> ah, it's great to be up here in heaven, I'll tell you. It's better than the alternative. In fact, you know, it's so hot down there. I'm glad you asked that. It's so hot, they're thinking of renaming it Los Angeles. <laughs> I, oh, it's, oh, it's going to be a night like that. Okay. How about this one? Uh, it's so hot down there, Uday and Husse asked Hitler if they could borrow a couple of his thongs. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm having a great time here in heaven. Yesterday, I played golf with Bob Hope. Today, I'm playing tennis with Arthur Ashe. And tomorrow, I'm recording some tracks for Tupac's next album. <laughs> That's it for me. I, I have to go back to my room. Uh, St. Peter put me up in the Michael Jackson suite. Turns out Michael's not going to need it after all. <laughs> Stick around, folks. There's more to come. Here's Johnny. He's uh, dead. And uh, you know something? I think that bit was emblematic of uh, his show, you know? Mm-hmm. That was just the kind of humor that he was famous for. Weak. No, you can't say that. He was an icon. He was legendary. Okay. I never thought he was even remotely amusing. It's 11.45 at QAM. Seriously, says the New York Daily News, CBS near deal on Stern suit. Don't we have to have an obligatory Howard Stern story every day? Apparently. I think that's written in my contract. Oh, in fact, I got two. I also got another a radio story. And we are thinking very seriously about getting back into radio one of these days. Lawyers for CBS yesterday told a Manhattan judge that they're close to settling its lawsuit against shock jock Howard Sperm. CBS filed a suit in February against Stern, his agent, and Sirius Satellite Radio, claiming he breached his contract by taking up his new, uh, talking up his new gear on Sirius while still at CBS's radio division. And let me say it again, they could have taken him off the air any time they wanted to, but they didn't want to because they wanted to, they wanted to bleed all the cash out of him that they could. Is that correct? Yes. Stern, uh, what's the food today? I bet you it's Howie's. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Knew it. Oh, you're getting a little uh, slop over two in there, huh, Mr. Fatso? We've got to pay him for running the sure. board somehow. Now, you're not going to get stuck there all day, are you? Who's coming on at noon? No, I, I'm, I'm here for a while, man. What kind of a deal is that? Well, this is the guy who's got a, a William Bochante job in there. And they, I'll tell you one thing, though. Thank God Robert Creeper didn't go in there. He knows better than that. 
No, I, I'd walk out. I will not. I, I'd walk out. I will not. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to. Oh, smell here comes Creeper now. I don't want to be anywhere near that close to it. Is he coming in there for the food? Nine. Yeah. Well, it's pork, so I doubt it. Oh, it's pork. I heard it wouldn't be the and first him. time. And Stern sure called the suit a personal vendetta, accused CBS of bullying him. We have an agreement, but there are details that have to be worked out. CBS lawyer Irvin Nathan told Manhattan Supreme Court Judicial Hearing Officer Ira Gammerman. Irvin Nathan Ira Gammerman. Oh, oh it sounds so Jewish. We're very close to settling, Nathan said. Stern's lawyer, Pete Parcher, declined to comment. Peter Parcher. The suit claims that Sirius got free time because uh, Stern used the CBS airwaves to promote his move to the satellite network. The Stern, uh, suit claims Stern stood to gain financially if the Sirius subscriber base grew and that payments to him were uh, accelerated because of his honor mentions while at CBS. Let me say it again. They could have taken him off the air any time they wanted. They didn't do it. They wanted the money. The parties are expected to let the judge know by Wednesday whether or not they've settled the case. But they're uh, working on the outside to settle it. They're making a deal. Deal or no deal. And speaking of radio... The next fight in the ongoing battle over indecency fines could happen next week on the floor of the U.S. Senate. Eh? The bill sponsored by the unctuous, the right-wing lunatic, Senator Bram, uh, Bra, Sam Brownback of Kansas, is back on the table, will be likely voted on next week by a Senate committee. This bill would multiply current indecency fine amounts by tenfold, with the maximum jumping from 32500 to 325 grand. And if you think Joyce is repressive now, you just wait. We just wait until if they do put this thing through, okay? We won't even be able to say not even the word, much less sniff one. Other indecency bills have been floating around the House and Senate for the past few years since the 2004 Super Bowl and Janet Jackson's Nipplegate incident. In fact, just last week there were reports of a new push behind the House version of the bill led by Senator Bill Fist. However, that moved to hotline the legislation was blocked. New indecency legislation has been stymied by Senate Commerce Committee Chairman the unctuous Ted Stevens of Alaska, who stated in the past he'd prefer families and individuals police what they see and hear rather than using higher broadcast fines. What a concept. However, sources tell the L.A. Times that the bill will go before the Senate Commerce Committee for a vote next Thursday, May 18. Oh, we get a chance to vote on it because that's the day we get off early. off to take the, uh, the pink eye out to L.A. Conservative organizations have lobbied extensively for a higher indecency fines and seem certain their work will pay off. Once it's on the floor and allowed to be voted, I'm sure we're going to win, Tom McCluskey of the Unctuous Family Research Council told the L.A. Times. The Family Research Council, a bunch of Farbis and a right-wing going who think that they're going to decide what you can hear, what you can read, and everything is so dirty. In what could signal a frightening new fact of life? Oh, my God. In the age of global warming, Canadian and U.S. forecasters are warning that another major hurricane season is brewing in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, that's the last thing we needed to hear, isn't it? Yeah. And I bet you there's a whole lot of people that still are putting their uh, ass back together from Wilma, including me. Still a lot of blue tarps up there. Yep. Still don't have the uh, patio screened yet. The pool patio? No screening yet. The 2006 hurricane season officially opens June 1, which is not that far away. In fact, the summer schedule, George, is not that far away. I hope you got a lot of good poll ideas for this summer. No, none. Oh. I'm, I'm thinking of a lot of good poll ideas. No, but. They have nothing to do with the show, but. Let's see. The uh, season opens officially June 1. Already scientists are telling people living in northern Ameri North America that numerous storms are predicted with as many as five major hurricanes packing winds of 180 miles an hour or greater. How do you like that? It's kind of comparable to what we were looking at last year at this time, said Bob Robichaud, a meteorologist with the Canadian Hurricane Center in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Last year we were looking at 12 to 15 storms, and this year the forecast is for about 17. No one would go out on a limb and say it's just going to be as bad as last year, but the indications are that it's going to be another active season, almost twice as active as normal. Could be that global warming, could it? No. Couldn't be. No. Okay, let's add about 100 more names on this poll while you're eating lunch. 5670560. Pound 560 in the Verizon. I'm eating too much of that pasta, I think. 
Really? All of my sugar is good, yeah. And I'm, I mean, it's okay. I just think I'm eating it too often, like four or five times a week. Don't you think it's a little bit overkill? Possibly. I like it. Well, why, why would it be possible? Uh, I don't supposed know. to disagree. Oh, no, it's, it's great. supposed to say it's good for you. It'll keep you regular. It does that. It's got all that fiber. 782 on the pool. I don't know about that thousand today. It's Friday. Friday's often a uh, kind of a downer. What is the most beautiful place in North America? Kauai, Hawaii, 165. Big Sur, 82, sir. Vancouver, 80, and it's downhill from there. Cape Cod still's only got one. That, that frosts my ass. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing, Pally? Okay, sir. Two things. Number one, the church is really getting scared now with this Da Vinci Code coming out. Um, in front of all these churches now, we will crack the Da Vinci Code. They really are standing on the edge on this one. They're going to mm -hmm. really have to answer a lot of questions. And I read some obscure um, news that said the Canadian DNA test has confirmed the first documented case of a high bird polar grizzly bear in the wild. That's all I got. <laughs> oh. Now, that's Stephen Harper, I think, they did the DNA on. 5670560, pound 560. They would know Stephen Harper from Harper's Bazaar. What was the song about Harper's Bazaar? Da -da, da -da -da -da. Feeling Groovy, was that by Harper's Bazaar? Feeling Groovy, remember that song? Ooh, I, I do. something if that was right. I'm looking it up. I don't, I don't have it. You don't got it? I mean, Feeling Groovy is sounded like Simon and Garfunkel to me. But. Da -da. Oh, yeah. What's that? They didn't do that. They did? Let's see. One moment, please. Glad to, uh, don't just stand. Drag City. What am I looking for? Feeling Harper's groovy. Bazaar. Uh, Harper's Bazaar, 67. 59, oh, it was called the 59th Street Bridge Song, Feeling Groovy by Harper's Bazaar. Boy, I'm telling you, I got a brain for crap like you Some wouldn't believe. Some of the redid it then. Huh? They redid it then. Yeah, I know that. Well, a lot of people redid a lot of things. Virgin. Yes, I heard yeah. Simon redid Garfunkel, too, is what I heard, in Africa. So we started singing all them Swahili songs. 784. Oh, seven, yeah, 784. We better get over 800 by the top of the hour. Confidence is going to be like, uh, come si, come sa. Menza, menza. Not too, not too big. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Yeah. Oh, very good. Now, you know, back today, but yesterday was Thursday. Thursday, it's the treatments, man. Him and the chief go for treatments on Thursday. <laughs> Those are the ones. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, regarding um, not being able to say anything entertaining on the radio anymore. That is correct. I, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Phil Henry is actually leaving radio June 25th. Oh, if I heard it? You mean since we were the first ones that had that on it? Go away, pal. Go away. Don't know if we heard it. Oh. Are you sure? Had that on ages ago, man. Remember, what was that, like two weeks ago we had that story? At least. We don't miss a thing, sir. You better get with it. You better start uh, getting a new altitude. God. I don't know if you heard it, but, and let me ask you, do we really care? No. 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 I mean, once you've heard Margaret and the other four voices the first 5,000 times, you know, it's a little stale. And then, of course, his new right-wing ramble. Remember the muskrat ramble? It's the Phil Henry right-wing ramble. Now that he's going to be a big TV star, man, that, that performance on the TV show that he's got has been greeted just by howls and the hoots of derision. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes. WQAM, hello. I'm bipolar. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Have you heard about Star and Buck Wild at TJ New York? Yes, right we name? did. We talked about it yesterday. It's old news, old news. Oh, I'm sorry is what he's going to say. You ought to be. You're about Star and Buck Wild. The guy got canned, and uh, he did this and said he was going to do sexual things to his uh, the other uh, rapper's uh, kid and all this other crap. Never heard of it. 
<laughs> old news, old and stale, like most everything else that emanates from South Florida. Old and stale. You can smell it all the way up here. This is Neil Rogers. Maybe it's a lilac. This is 560 QAM. Mo, how did it And this portion of the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour is brought to you by the letter 12. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve slices of pizza. All for me! Packed my pizza and shoved it into my checkered bed. Now you can't kick Moe around no more. All that rage got my butt sore. Wrecked him. The best years of what remains of my life I gave to this place. Just for old times, I think I'll go and hail the fumes of the fleshly imprinted men's room. I've had enough for you, Gaga guys. Not using as the road You bastards should only drop dead men and Back in for the car that I drove on town. I go to my orifice and clean out my desk. That is, if I only had an orifice or a desk. I kick you out. I'll slap up the poker to the public and watch the shoppers from a bench. I wonder if Raymond Bird felt this way when he got turned down for a day. But you sport whole queers, they point the rest of me. Bye bye. Twelve one at five sixty. WQM. Speaking of uh, squeaky, he'll be on at four from the uh, quarter deck in sunrise. Seven ninety seven. We can't even get to eight hundred votes. We're not going to make that thousand today. You know what? Uh, Josh is going to be PO because then he can't come back on Monday. He's going to be really porked about that. Seven ninety eight. They're pouring in by the ones. Let's see. Louise says, attention, George. How come you're faxing this to me? It says, attention, George. Well, read it to yourself before you read it out loud. First off, I want to thank you guys for entertaining me every day. Oh, we sure love Louise. Yes, we I do. want to read the second paragraph. If you could add for the poll today, anything you want, Louise, Catalina Island. That's on there. <laughs> I don't think any of your listeners have been there, but it's beautiful. In closing, you guys had a bit race car driver, Willie T. Ribs. Real catchy song. Yes, I think it started. Wonder who that is. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, if you can find it, please play it, he said. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Luis, based on that second paragraph in uh, this fax. Yeah. I think anything he wants. There you go. The 
It's like magic. How do we do that? Look at who that is. Everybody look at who that is. Lordy, Lordy, look at who that is. Daddy, where did he live? He's a racing whiz. Race around in the car that is. The race driver that never wins. Daddy, where did he live? Now see here, all you kids. They call me Mr. Ribs. One day soon, I'll win a race in my Rocket 88. Oh, well, uh, hey, baby, you sure look fine today. Oh, Mr. Ribs, did you win the race? Oh, well, I came in at 35th place. Well, you earned yourself some ribs on a plate. Well, get that, honey. How's about a date? Uh-uh, ain't gonna take that chance. Not if you keep coming in last. Is that why you don't go out with me? You ain't too slow. You can't compete. Well, I may be slow on the street, but I show be fast on my feet. Twelve oh three at five sixty WKMO. We finally eclipsed the eight hundred barrier. Aren't you excited about that? We got eight oh six. Twelve to death. Okay. Augusta National says chronic John in Columbia, South Carolina. What are you trying to tell us, John? I have no life. Jesus. Augusta National, you got it? Well, they play golf there. So I guess, uh, you know, that must be it. Got two places in Georgia on our poll, and I'm not believing it. Although the scenery was really beautiful in uh, Deliverance, wasn't it? Yeah, but that wasn't really Georgia we heard, right? It wasn't? Is that what they told us? Where was it? I don't know. I think it was uh, probably in Fort Myers. It was right over by the Beasley compound. Especially when they were, like, uh, talking about Aintree. And when they had that kid up there with a banjo, that was definitely by the the uh, Banjo Boy Group, Inc. Don't buy that stock, by the way. It will rue the day. It's going in a turlet. 806 votes on the poll. We need a whole bunch more really nifty names on there, though. Wait till you hear this. Speaking of broadcast stories, Bangkok, Thailand. A Thai entrepreneur has launched a... Now, how come nobody has said, like, some exotic place in the South Pacific for our poll? Because that's not North America. See? Right, like Hawaii in the South Pacific. That would be like saying Hawaii. Hawaii is not in the South Pacific, Okay. okay. Whatever you say. You're telling me Hawaii is in the South Pacific? That's Hawaii the... is right smack in the middle of the Pacific. Right. That's south of us. Well, take a look at it. Get your globe out. Take a look at it. Okay. Here it is. A Thai entrepreneur has launched an Internet radio station to put dogs in a better mood. It says, Thailand starts dog radio station. When I saw the headline, I thought, boy, we sure got enough of those in this market, like across the street. Anupan Bunchen. Director of a dog grooming school said he launched Dog Radio Thailand this week because he has seen music improve the mood of dogs he grooms. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. During classes, he turns on music for the dogs because the music puts the dogs in a good mood, and they're more willing to let the groomers handle them, he said. The programming on DogRadioThailand.com mainly comprises Thai pop music, but Bunchen plans to expand offerings in which the disc jockey will talk to the dogs in Thai, and the canine listener will be encouraged to respond. I wonder if they, if they bark in Thai. At 9 a.m., we may have a dog greeting show, which will repeat uh, Sawasdi, which means hello, over and over again. Sawasdi, Sawasdi. If we say Sawasdi in some houses, the dog may lift both paws in response. In some houses, the dog may lift only one paw. It depends on how the dog was trained, Anupan said. That's in the sick. He said if we play a slow song, we may have the DJ howl, because dogs howl, too, when they hear sad song. That's something? I think when you hear the music they play on magic, a lot of people howl. Sorry, Ricky, but you know it's true. That Bob Hamilton's an idiot. 
If we don't get 900 by the top of the hour, I'm leaving. we got 813 right now. Agency rejects triple X domain name. Now, what did I do with my Ron Jeremy story? Uh-oh. Well, don't tell me I didn't print that one out. I don't think I did it. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not going to hear about Ron. I better get back on that. Boy, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Faced with opposition from conservative groups and some pornography websites, they, let, let me just take a look. I, I know I printed that out. Maybe I'm losing my mind. You think that's possible? Oh. No? Maybe I already right. Schmidt canned it. That, that's very possible, too. Faced with opposition from conservative groups and some pornography websites, the Internet's key oversight agency voted Wednesday to reject the proposal to create a red light district on the Internet. The decision from the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers reverses its preliminary approval last June to create a .xxx domain name for voluntary use by the adult entertainment industry. Now, you know, in Amsterdam on the um, polls, they have, a, what do they call those things, those posts they have on the street? Yeah, uh, posts. No, not lampposts, not that high. Just those, what do they call those damn things? They're like a rail. A, I don't know what they call them. But anyway, XXX is like the symbol. It's got nothing to do with sex, by the way, Amsterdam, surprisingly enough. Even okay. on the Rue de Vaseline. What does it stand for? I don't know. ICANN, that's International Corp for Assigned Names, uh, had postponed making the final decision in August after the U.S. government stepped in just days before a scheduled meeting to underscore objections that had received and intervention that had led some ICANN critics to question the organization's independence. The board was certainly very conscious of the controversy, but the heart of the decision today was not driven by a political consideration, ICON Chief Executive Paul Twomey said in a view that followed more than an hour of discussion in a closed teleconference meeting. Twomey said the decision largely came down to whether the creation of XXX might put ICON in a difficult position of having to enforce all the world's laws governing pornography, including ones that might require porn sites to use the domain. Speech-related laws, you know, often conflict with one another. Well, you know, there is no more free speech in America anyway, so just, just mid-can it. Don't even, don't even ask. He said concerns raised by various governments around the world did prompt the company proposing the domain, ICM Registry Inc. of Jupiter, Florida, to make changes in its bid, but the changes did not address all the questions concerning enforcement. ICON's rejection of .XXX and 9-to-5 vote ends for now a six-year-old effort by ICM to establish a domain for the porn industry. ICANN first tabled its bid in 2000 out of fear it would be getting into content control. When the board initially voted last year to move forward with the .XXX, the contract details had yet to be written. They argued the domain would help the $12 billion online porn industry clean up its act. Those using the domain would have to abide by yet-to-be-written rules designed to bar such trickery as spamming and malicious scripts. Anti-porn advocates, however, countered that the sites would be free to keep their current .com address and making porn more easily accessible by creating yet another channel to house it. And yada, yada, yada. Democratic Senators Max Baucus of Montana and Mark Pryor of Arkansas have introduced legislation that will create a mandatory .XXX. Leave it to those Democrats, man. The porn industry trade group Free Speech Coalition believes a domain name for kids-friendly sites would be more appropriate. Yeah, kitty porn. Not for kid-friendly sites. So there you go. More repression. See, all these people, I'm going to say it again, just like on our website, it just, it just tears your guts out. And no surprise, but it just tears your kiskies out anyway. Yeah. And you had some nerve to knock that guy in Fort Lauderdale. If facts doesn't warn us, we'd probably all be in jail right now if we wouldn't have stopped putting those naked pictures on our website. Remember that? He alerted yeah. us to that new law that went into effect like last June or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And the minute we stopped putting the beaded curtain on there with the naked pictures, the uh, daily response on our website dropped in half. 50%, man. 50%. Just almost vanished. Because all they want to see, they, they don't care about these great stories that we put on there. They're not interested in all this mm -hmm. crap. And about what really happened on 9-11 or about what uh, Stephen Colbert said or about how Bush is a dodo bird. They don't care. They want to see naked pictures, That's period. Right. Is that correct? That is correct. That's all they care about. 
I'm thinking if we just had a, if we had a website with only naked pictures, we'd get ten times the response we get now every day without any stories. Uh, that's correct. In fact, if I could speak naked pictures instead of speaking English, uh, we get we'd have a forty, we have a ninety share. Booby, ass. Well, don't look at me. I'm done. That's are you done? That's, that's the only safe one we can say. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Wiener. <laughs> we got that jingle that says we got another wiener. <laughs> 827 vote on there. I'm keeping my eye on that, baby. I don't want to fall short of 1,000 today on a Friday. That would be a bad, bad way to go on the weekend. That would, uh, that would augur very poorly for my chances in uh, Niagara this weekend. But if we get over 1,000, I think it's going to be, I'm going to have to find a good machine, man, a really hot machine that pays like 4,000 online five times. How's that sound? All right. I'll send you guys a couple of dimes. WQAM, hello. Yeah, how are you doing? Okay, sir. God bless Stephen Colbert. Yes. I watch that thing about every night. Just to laugh. It's better than any comedy that's on TV. Mm-hmm. And the look, the look on the uh, on the chimp on the chimpmeister's face, President Dump. You know what? Uh, he, did, he didn't know whether to scream or peel a banana. Well, I mean, you know, he, he was smiling at the beginning, but uh, you know, by the end, he was straight faced. Sour. And, uh, there was smoke the word is out. sour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like you see when he walked down the, the down the line and the. The look that Laura gave him, uh, she didn't stand or extend a hand to him. I'm, I'm surprised. She extended one fifth digit, yeah. <laughs> Take care, Neil. Okay, see ya. Everyone... Stephen Colbert for president. Oh! I'll be honest with you, I better not say it. Because, <laughs> you know, when you were playing the audio yesterday and got all screwed up? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say it. I mean, that would be like saying that John uh, uh, Stewart isn't as funny as some people think he is and that he has good writers. That would be like saying that. I'm not going to do it. All right. I do like uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta in the closet, though. In fact, I like keeping them there. And I like Oprah's talking body parts. Rectum. Are good. Five minutes past noon at QM. That was, that was disappointing, though. That's because you built it up way too big, you know? It well, was big, though. It was one of the biggest Rectum. asses. It was the biggest talking ass I've ever seen, I will say that. You'd be surprised what can talk. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, like your mouth. You can speak because you got a hole there, see? If you're a cigar smoker, just put a big stogie in there. Yeah. That's what Bubba used to do. If you're a cigar smoker, you like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, a flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 by prestigious Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, be sure to try their Bahia Deseo. It's the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. And the Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado's Cigar Insider. A powerful, big, fat cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. It is to die for. For a soft load of tobacconist nearby, you log on to thebehiacigars.com or call toll-free... 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil Dubai Parts World. Headquartered in the United Arab Emirates. In the Middle East. Seriously? Hey, don't worry. We're good at recognizing terrorists. Oh, hello, Abdul. Oh, hi, Mohammed. Hey, I need to check your cargo container very carefully. I hear something ticking. What have you got in there, my friend? Um, alarm clock? Excellent. Come ashore. <laughs> Dubai Port.
Pirates World. When it comes to safe port operations, we're all you need. Coming soon, Mexican drug lords will take over border security, and Michael Jackson will oversee No Child Left Behind. All right.
Philly's band is going to be performing that live at the Tuck Sub Center at 2.15 this afternoon. Let's impeach the president. 855 votes on the poll. I found the Ron Jeremy story. That's the good news. Oh, gee. Aren't you excited? In other words, you don't care? No. You're supposed to be all breathless about that hot sex bomb, Ron Jeremy. He's almost as much of a sex bomb as Tom Jones, only a hairier. I'm sure he's a hot bomb. Yeah, he's a bomb. Anyway, in fact, when he was sitting across from me that day, uh, not too many years ago, I felt somebody had dropped a bomb, but maybe it was Al. I should probably plug this thing again after having just played that, shouldn't I? Tonight, it's tonight, 8 p.m., the Deauville Hotel, 67th and Collins, Miami Beach, uh, hosted by Jessica Johnson and George Matto. CNN, by the way, is doing a big uh, thing on uh, gays in Cuba today. Gay. That's their big semis du jour. Gays in Cuba. Macho country. Uh, Gay. Men. I sure hope Alien ain't involved in that. Loose Change, second edition of the most provocative 9-11 documentary on the market today. The film shows the direct connection between the attacks of 9-11 and the U.S. government. It is everyone's duty to view this film, it says here. It's your duty. So do your duty. Guest speakers, Dylan Avery and Corey Rowe. Live bands performing, Before Trees, The Stop Motion, Jesse Jackson, and more to be announced. Maybe Tommy's band will be there tonight. We're changing our names to Ilion. Ilionitos. The Ilionitos. Uh, proceeds will be donated to the Darfur Advocacy Fund and Hurricane Katrina victims. And yes, we're serving drinks, it says. Tonight, 8 o'clock, Doville Hotel, 67 accounts. Loose change edition. Uh, that's got uh, all the stuff in it. That's parts one and two. 855 on the poll, man. If we got over 900 by the top of the hour, we got it licked. I think we got it. We got it? Well, WQAM, hello. Hi, I want to uh, add something to the poll. Uh, yes, sir. Ga- Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Gatlinburg, Tennessee is the most beautiful place in North America? Well, it beats uh, Savannah. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Another one of your people, man. Mm-hmm. What? I'm telling you. Why he heard about that gay Cuban thing? Got all, he got all psychotic. Let me tell you, Pally. I'll kick your ass. Better watch it. I'll send Lady Martez over to your house. Porn star and pasture argue impact. Oh, i got to do the break, though, before we get to Ron Jeremy. A little tease there. All right. Hey, if, you, if you'll recall the day that he was in the building, that Al, your good buddy Al Goldstein slept him into the building, people were, like, swooning in the hallways. There were females, like, all whipped up into a frenzy. Uh-huh. So I guess there's hope for everybody. Uh-huh. 26 past noon at 560 WQM with lightning quick speeds, the latest features, and security. Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for just nine ninety-five a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL-15, up to 100 times faster than ancient dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast Reliable Fast Connection means you'll be flying through the Internet with the greatest of ease. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast high-speed Internets, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to be naming a few. Not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included so you can be assured your Internet experience will always be safe and secure unless George Bush is watching. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet today for only $9.95 a month for two months. You'll wonder how you ever managed to get along without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST and in 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Thank it, baby. 560 WQAM presents Who Did Mo with Mo Halliday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo Halliday, David, whatever it is. Now, you listen to me. I've got unfinished business with that there about Iraq. I stand before you now with my previous statement plainly in hand. There ain't no National Guard in Iraq, see? National Guard? I'm going to have to know. Hey, I wasn't going to be in there. Where'd you fall in? But I mean, now I'm doing my thing here. What do you got to do it in there for? Better a two-stick, you knucklehead. Now, scram. Oh, where was I? 
Oh, yeah. And another thing. Who's on board for the war in Iraq? Ginger Baker's Air Force? Or Joe Kane's in a pith helmet? Ah? Well, that's pith, uh, Joyce. Uh, as in, uh, pith. <laughs> Nobody knows what I said anyway. But don't stop me now. I'm on fire, Dad. Like skizzy cats. Why, I'm the skizziest. <clears throat> now on a personal note. This new life of leisure ain't bad. Why, I'll have you know I'm now the heartthrob of skeletal women by the pool. They, uh, they like my nice back. I got them playing strip mahjong. <laughs> but I want to tell you, these boys look like Mike Chertoff and drag. <laughs> Boy, I still got it, huh? Bet you wish you had me back. Well, not on your life. There ain't no chance you'll ever see me in that smelly dump again, see? Well... Yeah, well, my ass. 1232, I think we can solve the problem if Eric will just uh, add one more thing to the question on the poll. Okay. Because we seem to be getting all these faxes, all these nitpickers. Right. Well, uh, point of order, uh, Hawaii, uh, what is the most beautiful place in North American countries? Okay. Doesn't that solve that? Sure. Since the U.S. is a North American country and Hawaii is part of the U.S., that would solve that. Uh, we're, not, we're not talking geography here, okay? We're not talking rocket science because i got a very nice fax here, but unfortunately, again, another nitpicker. Dean says... I've been fortunate enough to travel through and live in many parts of this beautiful continent. It's pretty hard to come up with the most beautiful place of all. That being said, I'd like to nominate the Redwood National Park for at least honorable mention. Well, let's get that on there right away. But then he says, point of odor. While the Hawaiian Islands are part of the United States, they certainly are not part of North America. should be removed from the pool. Hugs and kisses, Dean. Well, that's for you, Dean. So wouldn't that solve it? I'm sure Eric will get on that any second now. I just told him. The most beautiful place in North American countries which would be, seems to me, Canada, U.S., Mexico, eh? Right? And since Hawaii is part of the U.S., then we don't have to put up with all that crap. Not that it makes any difference, you understand. It's our poll. It's our show. We'll put whatever kind of garbage we want on there, even if we want to put about the National Guard is in Hawaii. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless. we got Curtis Stevenson, at two, making a rare cameo appearance, and that's only because Geldy's got to fill in for the Mad Dog at four, uh, quarter deck and sunrise. WQAM, hello. Where's Mo Green? That's where. WQAM, hello. Bill. Yes, sir. That one's so full. Okay. Baltimore, Maryland. Get out of here. Charm City, man. Get out of here. Charm City. Yeah, charm my ass. Charm City, Baltimore, Maryland. What a lunatic. Next, he's going to be calling in with, like, uh, St. Louis. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Neil, good morning. Uh, good afternoon. I'm sorry. Good evening. Yeah. Uh, I got a great place for the poll. Uh huh. Overtown, Miami. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Hey, I'd like to encourage everybody to engage in civil disobedience. When you drive next to an idiot with a W bumper sticker, shoot please roll out, roll down your window and yell at them and ask them if they're happy if they voted for him. Yeah. I just shoot them instead, thing, then they won't be doing anything like that again. And just, just, just get an impeach sticker, and every time you see a car with a W on it, just put it in front of it. Okay. Okay. That's the okay. I just want to encourage people to do it. Take care. Okay, shoot a few of them, too, by the way. Got that new law now. That's right. If you see anybody that represents a threat to your future freedoms, which might be some right-wing jackass, just shoot their ass. Are you threatening me? Yes. WQAM, hello. Hello, <laughs> WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, what's up, Uncle Neil? Uh... I really don't have a suggestion for the poll because I just turned on the radio. So we don't have like, to have a suggestion for the poll. We're just taking calls, and maybe you might actually have something to say or not. You, know, you never know. Uh, it's going to be pretty weak, but it's, it's just, okay. It was 
I remembered the other day because you were talking about Stu Gatz. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I've never been into like betting or anything like that, but I met this guy at, during uh, business hours that the guy's what he calls a sponsor. Have you never heard of this? I don't know if I I've never heard of it either. It's like he doesn't bet himself, but he sponsors people. In other words, he brings people in, you know, and he makes a cut off what they lose. It's like what? a smart. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is that? I, I tell you, I've never heard of it. Well, I'd like no, to be a sponsor of Woodbine. I'll tell you that. Where do I sign up for that? <laughs> no, he's not the actual bookie, though. He's friends with the bookie, and he brings in serious people. What does that kind of do with Stugatz? Well, the fat bookie, his buddy, takes bets for Stugatz and told him that he is just as bad at betting as he is on the air. Horrible. Good. That's Losing pretty bad, then. ass all the probably, time. He'll have to probably borrow a lot of money from Joel Feinberg's daddy. <laughs> I guess. He just gets killed on a weekly basis. Good. Excellent. That's the best news we heard all day. Thanks but, for the good news, pal. Uh, okay. Hold on. Let me... Too late. I already uh, dumped you out. See, once I hit that button, man, you can't bring him back. Maybe you'll call us back. He had more and more to the story. But I thought that was it, didn't you? I thought it was it. I thought that was it. Well, you know, because this thing is like on a delayed... Uh, that's why you still heard like the ass end of what he was saying. Then, oh, he vanished. This button is going to look like a slow, delayed reaction. Kind of like our engineering department, you know, like a real slow reaction. Like maybe four or five years later, if you make enough noise, something might happen. But I doubt it, especially if Bob Vermouth's around. Corporate's in the building. Bob Vermouth. What a jackass. Idiot. They're still laughing at him in Amsterdam. They're still remembering that meal he came up there and how he behaved like an idiot. Porn star and pastor argue impact. I promised you this story. I threatened. The pornography, this is from what paper? The Cincinnati Inquirer. Oh, Cincinnati, you know how prudish and right-wing they are there, the Queen City. The pornography star entered the room at the University of Cincinnati Wednesday night to roaring applause. He took his place beyond the And you want to know why? The whole thing with him is they're just jealous because he's double-jointed. That's the whole deal. Oh. That, that's it. It's got to be it. I mean, he is absolutely so grotesque, fat, and hairy, and real Jewy looking. I mean, just, oh, man. Makes me feel so much better about myself. He took his place behind a lecture in the same spot where you see President Nancy Zimfer once updated a crowd about her academic plan. Nancy Zimfer, I wonder if she's kin to the dearly departed Bill Zimfer. You think so? <laughs> How many wow. could there be? Something that's not spelled the same. Some stood for the star. They stood and gave him a uh, standing ovation. One man snapped his picture with a cell phone. There on the stage was chubby, baldy Ron Jeremy, star of about 1,800 adult films and subject of curiosity for a crowd of 500 at UC's Tangerman University Center. Then there was the other guy, the anti-Ron Jeremy, a guy in a white dress shirt and a trendy haircut. Less familiar to the college said Craig Gross is a pastor and founder of the California Anti-Pornography Internet Ministry, TripleXChurch.com, which, according to Time Magazine, plans to hand out Bibles at erotica conventions. And there's nothing more pornographic than the Bible. I hope they highlight the dirty parts. A lot of begetting and begetting going on in there. It wasn't by an immaculate contraception either. Abraham Pimp and his wife out. Hosted by the UC Programs and Activities Council and two were on campus to debate pornography and field questions. They had a similar debate last month at the University of Rhode Island. Gross called porn a cheap substitute for the real thing. He said it's addictive and creates unreal fantasies and taints people's views, especially men's about sex and women. For some people, it leads to a dead end, Gross said. Anybody out there ever have a dead end? Jeremy no, said pornography can be empowering to women. It's not as harmful as Gross claims. He's called it part of the wide world of entertainment, nothing more, nothing less. How many of you saw porn before 18, Gross asked the audience, emphasizing its easy availability. Several raised their hands. But look, Jeremy responded, they're all healthy, happy students. After each man presented his side of the argument, students lined up to ask questions that ranged from porn's role in sexual violence and the spread of sexually transmitted diseases to how each felt, oh yeah, to how each of them felt God looked upon pornography. I hear he likes it. He invented it. How God felt about pornography. 
Uh, I heard he likes the amateur. Aren't there better. times you just feel so weak? You know, you just want to throw your arms up in the air and just give up. How do you think God feels about porno, huh, Ron? Hey, Ron, what do you think God feels about you? If God was like into pornography, he wouldn't let Ron be you know, have that big puppet. You got a point. Yeah, he would never let him appear in any of those flicks. Of course, God made him too. Well, what does that say? That well, that proves right there there is no God. I'm sitting here looking at that mirror back there, and I know for sure there is there is only. Hey, oh God! That's it. There's a God, and he's got a sick sense of humor. Who's that? God. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a sadist. There's no right. question about that. That's why he's always putting us to the test. He knows ahead of time what the result's going to be, but he's always assuring our failure because mm-hmm. he created us weak. Not perfect like him, even though his wrath does wax hot very often. He gets pissed off. Ooh, hot he's perfect. See? And who said he wasn't into porn? 886 on the poll. Now, we got to get to over 900 by the top of the hour. We, we, I think we got this made. I get a little bit nervous, you know. You know me. Fridays are Fridays are a little bit weak. Why do you think that is on Friday? Because everybody's go away. screwing off. They're all screwing off on Friday? You bet. They're all screwing on Friday, and they're all out of town, too, if they got yeah. any brains. They got, if they got more than 10 bucks, they're out of town. In fact, I'll even go beyond that. If they got more than 8 bucks, they're gone right now. Unless, of course, they got to be. They're like you guys. Now, Tommy's not going to be stuck there until 2 o'clock. I'm yeah, going to feel great. Really he is. Yeah, you yeah. are? Yeah, yeah, I'll be here. Well, it's keeping you out of trouble anyway, keeping right. you off the streets. Uh, it's probably slowing down the uh, drug deals. Well, we got him a sandwich. i got nothing else to do. Yeah, you got some free food or free lunch. There ain't no spots That's coming right, in from this crowd. Nothing else to do. Although I will say this, man, since we got that Chris Jones in there, this we got spots up the ass. In fact, yeah. uh, we got no, we got a doctor coming in Monday to diagnose the staff. Who's Aren't that? you amazed? This guy's actually doing it. He is really got, doing a job. We got like three more salespeople, and the other ones are complaining. You know, oh, where's all, where's all these people? Where are they going to find you know accounts for them all? Good, good. I hope they take the accounts from the losers out there. I don't want to mention Troy by name and give them to somebody that might really know how to service them. Somebody understands what it is we're doing here. It's called radio. Besides, somebody that wants to use to take showers naked with guys in the locker room every day. Hey, today's Friday. I bet there are a lot of you guys out there haven't even thought about Mother's Day. Well, guess what? Almost too late. Not quite, but almost. Because it's this Sunday. Still time, though, to make it seem like you put a lot of thought into your gift by sending an original Vermont teddy bear. Sending a bear gram is so much more personal and fun than flowers, and Vermont teddy bears last forever. They're even guaranteed for life. You can only get them by calling your friendly bear counselor, 1-800-829-BEAR, or shopping online at vermontteddybear.com. Your mom or wife will receive a beautiful little bear delivered with a free card, gourmet caramels, and a gift card in a colorful box. And Saturday delivery is still guaranteed almost anywhere in the country if you get off your ass and do it today. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her like the nurse, the teacher, the businesswoman, or gardening bear. Check out the all-new American Mom. All-American Mom dressed in patriotic sundress holding an apple pie. And for all you mama's boys out there, be sure to send the mama's boys bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on his arm. And dads, like it is every year, it's still your job to get your wife a gift from the kids. And the mother and cub set is a perfect idea. Add as many cubs as needed. They'll embroider your kids' names right in the outfits. It's a cute thing to do. So call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at VermontTeddyBear.com. If you do it today, Saturday delivery is still guaranteed tomorrow. So this year, send a creative alternative to flowers for Mother's Day by calling 1-800-829-BEAR. And be sure and tell them that old Neil told you to call 1-800-829-BEAR. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil God. Why did he attack us? What the hell did we do? You 
important crap you betcha man let's uh, spend hours on that in fact there was a story on this uh, guy that got booted off and he's got some other kind of a job am i going to do that story no. i didn't even look at it i don't want to know from american idol it just makes me it gives me spilkies huh 1248 at 560 wqm on a great friday man we got a marlin pirates game there's a team they might be able to beat i'm not too sure but the pirates really suck so you got a uh, suck fest tonight in pittsburgh of course every night in pittsburgh is a suck fest from what i'm hearing wait till you hear this story speaking of uh, things that suck you just won't believe that well you will but just pathetic. I'll pretend I don't. Well, it's from uh, Casey, uh, South Carolina. C-Y-C, uh, C-A-Y-C, like uh, Edgar Casey. Is that north or south of the border? I don't know. It's South Carolina. Oh, south of the border. You never saw that. I can't believe you never I've saw never the bumper sticker. I've never heard of that. You never heard of it? Is it a place? Is it a, what is it, amusement park? Do I have to go through this again? Tommy will explain to you during the uh, next break. You, I can't believe there's anybody alive who's ever driven more than... Two feet outside of Florida, even in yeah, Florida. I go through South Carolina Everybody all the time. Their brother that drives the uh, East Coast has south of the border a bumper sticker on their ass. And once in a while on a car, too. Casey, South Carolina, inside the walls of Brooklyn Casey High School. You expect students to be treated equally. But a viewer tip led News 19, that's uh, their TV there, uh, online, where a te- uh, teacher's comments left us asking questions. These sorts of things are going to upset people, but the truth can be very upsetting, said Brooklyn Casey High School teacher Winston McEwen. The, tr- the truth, at least according to McEwen, is that black people are inferior to white people. This is a teacher in Brooklyn Casey High School. Intellectually, yes, they are, said McEwen. This has been confirmed over and over, and this is a generalization. Again, there are some blacks who are more intelligent than individual whites, but as a rule, that is true. IQ tests prove it, and over and over again. News 19's J.R. Berry asked McEwen, do you think slavery in America was a good thing? McEwen said, yes. In America, there was a rational assessment saying, listen, if we give these people freedom right as they are, you're going to have to go back and see how they were. You can't assume that they were like us. J.R. asked, how were they? They were coming out of the jungles, he said. They had been enslaving each other for centuries in Africa, and in terms of being used to rule of law, they knew none of that. No doubt about it, Winston McEwen has controversial opinions, but do his views make it into the classroom? He teaches Latin at Brooklyn Casey. He told J.R., J.R. Berry, who wrote this, that most of his students are white. J.R. asked, is this something that enters your classroom, something that you tell your students? I'm a Latin teacher, so I'm not teaching politics or history, said McEwen. I'm just teaching Latin. We got off subject one day, and he mentioned that slavery happened, and he mentioned the vice president around Andrew Jackson's time, and that's how we got off on slavery, the ninth grader Candace Carroll said. The vice president she was referring to is John C. Calhoun, someone Winston McEwen admires. John C. Calhoun, the greatest South Carolinian in terms of political understanding and wisdom, McEwen said, and he argued that the institution of slavery was a positive good, and he called it a great good, and it was good. Isn't that what God was saying? Let it be good. I think he was talking about porn, though. Oh. Oh, they don't, they don't let Ron Jeremy in South Carolina. Before talking with us, McEwen, no Jews, McEwen posted his views on an Internet website called American Renaissance. 
Most of the comments on the site were aimed at blacks. McEwen's comments are no exception. For instance, last August, McEwen said, There's no apology to be made for black slavery in America. Why should today's whites apologize for the wisdom of their ancestors? J.R. commented to McEwen, There will be some people who will say that those are racist remarks. They can call them what they will, said McEwen, but if they call it racist, I just say it's true, and you've got to deal with that. I have a responsibility to speak the truth. I believe it is. This is a guy in South Carolina, by the way. If anybody yeah. believes that uh, the Civil War solved anything, man, you're dreaming. You're in a, you're in La La. That's right. Let's get on that damn canoe and head on down to Aintree, down the Kahulawasi River, with BBGI, the banjo boy grouping. J.R. asked, so if you have black students in your class, do you look down on them? No, said McEwen. I try to do the best I can with every student I've got. J.R. asked, but you just said they were inferior. You try to actualize whatever potential is there, McEwen said. This isn't the first time Winston McEwen's been in the news. In 1999, he was a history teacher at St. Joe's, a private high school in Greenville, South Carolina. He hung a Confederate flag in his classroom. When parents complained, he was told by school officials to take it down. He didn't. He was fired at it. Our board of trustees ran screaming into the night saying, Take it down, take it down. I refuse to because you need to present different views in the classroom, McEwen said. That was seven years ago. Today, the Emory University graduate is on administrative leave after News 19 informed Lexington District 2 about his comments. He won't be back next year. But he wasn't coming back anyway because of a certification issue. Though the district declined an on-camera interview, they did issue the following. Well, they issued some statement, yeah. <coughs> While McEwen's days from with Lexington 2 are numbered, McEwen says his time in the classroom is far from over. Is that a problem, he says? I hope not. Am I not supposed to make a living because of my views? Or should I just be wiped out or what? And people like me, what do you think? I think you're a redneck is what I think. I think you're part of America's redneck problem. America's got a big, fat redneck problem. Any place south of, like, Pennsylvania. And even in some parts of the north, like in Taylor, Michigan, and Detroit, which is nothing but a bunch of rednecks with that big, big economy size jar of Vaseline on top of the TV set. Boy, you've got to see Taylor, Michigan, man. You want to see rednecks? Yeah. In fact, these are the people they won't let in the trailer park. I've been through Michigan. Have you? I'm, I'm talking about Taylor, Michigan, not the rest of Washington. Michigan. Although, although there's some pretty yahoo places in Michigan. Like I'm thinking around Jackson, Michigan, there's some pretty yahoo places there. 909, Jackson Harness Raceway, right up from Jackson State Prison. And a lot of those drivers, by the way, ought to be in prison. 906 votes. I think we're going to make our 1,000 today, and probably we can thank Tommy for that. You're welcome. Nice Correct. going, Tommy. That's what I'm here for. What is the most beautiful place in North American countries? Nice going, Eric. See, everybody's like uh, cooperating and participating and palpitating. Kauai, Hawaii. See, North American countries. The U.S. and Kauai is part of it. So we solve that problem. Don't be telling us to take Hawaii. Especially, see, if we took Hawaii off of it, we'd lose uh, uh, a whole Schmidt load of votes. We'd lose 200 votes. Then we'd never make the 1,000. That, that's what they're trying to do. You're not fooling me. See what their, their game plan is? Right. They're trying to make us fall short on some kind of stupid-ass technicality. Kauai, Hawaii, 175. Never been on that uh, island, but I guess I'm going to have to go. Aren't you? Don't you want to go? Yeah, it's on the list. Actually, I don't want to go there. Big Sur, 91. Vancouver, 86. The Grand Canyon, 83. It's a hole in the ground. Lake Tahoe, 66. Far more beautiful than Grand Canyon, by far. Palm Beach, Florida, 65, if you like plastic people and a lot of uh, overpriced shops. Adirondacks, 59. Glacier National Park, Montana, 50. Tied with Niagara Falls, 50. Same idea. Your, Your place just don't have all the water. Got lots of water. Does it? Oh, are you kidding? Rivers, lakes, waterfalls. Waterfalls. Absolutely. All right. I mean, How about Seneca Falls, New York? Absolutely. Alaska, thirty-two. Savannah, Georgia, thirty. Savannah, Georgia's got about thirty, man. Oh my God! Waikiki Beach, Hawaii, twenty-nine. So Savannah, Georgia's more beautiful than Waikiki Beach. You got to be yanking my toe, man. The big one. Smoky Mountains National Park, twenty-three. Grand Teton National Park, Wyoming, twenty. I don't think we can say that. Grand Teton. San Diego, California, sixteen. Cape Cod's got seven now. You're seventy-six. Augusta National, five for those golf nuts. Victoria, B.C.'s only got five. Come on, eh? 
Cabo San Lucas, uh, Mexico, four. Cascade Mountains, Washington, four. Redwood National Park, one. Catalina Island, one. And Newburyport, uh, what is it? Newburyport, Mass, Solamente Uno. And that's the guy that called it in. Oh, wait a minute. Is the, uh, ignore that. All right. <laughs> well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I didn't realize that we got uh, that great new sales manager. Now. He's doing a job, even though he talks like that guy from South Carolina. Yeah. Now, where is he from, Chris? Is he from North Carolina or South Carolina? North Carolina. Oh, thank God. That's why he's good. That's why he talks like that. You know, there, there's a reason there's a South in North Carolina. I see. Is that why there's a South in North Dakota? That's right. What's the difference? <laughs> oh, a lot. Oh, you've been in the Dakotas? I've never been Absolutely, there. Absolutely, both of them. South Dakota has character and things, and North Dakota doesn't. Oh, this is a good poll suggestion you just faxed me from Ray. Thank you, Ray. I like that. Well, they don't have to miss the Neil Rogers show when they leave South Florida because they can listen online, okay? They can stand online and listen online. Hey, once again, everybody's feeling the big pinch at the gas pump. They're pinching it. The good folks at Dollar Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, want to help you through this just a wee bit. Dollar Mattress is offering you a free tank of gas, and here's how this deal works. You simply take the full amount of any gas receipt off your next mattress purchase, up to 10% of the purchase price. You spend 35 bucks at the gas pump, take 35 bucks off any purchase of 350 bucks or more. Spend 50 at the pump, take 50 bucks off any purchase of $500 or more. You'll need your gas receipt to save the cash, of course. Why drive all over town, skip the wallet furniture stores and so-called giants in the mattress business? Why waste all of that expensive gas and get worked up into a sweat when you can make one easy call to 1-800-MATTRESS right now and save like crazy? And as always, you'll choose the date and time for delivery within a two-hour window that you pick any day, seven days a week from 8 in the a.m. till 10 in the p.m. When you call our good friends at Dollar Mattress, like I've done for years, 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll choose from the area's biggest inventory of brand-name mattresses, including Sealy, Inserta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. So call 1-800-MATTRESS right now. You can be sleeping like a baby tonight. Or log on to their website, mattress.com. 1-800-MATTRESS, M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Stupendous Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 Wow. Oh, this is Scott Farrell. When I'm up in Boca Tica slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers fair and balanced one to two hours. WQM, we got uh, Curtis Stevenson at 2 o'clock, all you sports nerds out there. And Geldy's on, so be sure and like, put that radio filter on your speaker, please. Filter out the squeaks. On the poll, we got 924. We're going to make it easy, man. Easy. This future poll suggestion I like a lot. Don't you think that's cute? Yes, it is. 
Should I? I guess I'll read it. Although we don't want any suggestions for it. This is for Monday, okay? Don't be starting to like, get too far ahead of yourselves, but I do like it. If I left South Florida tomorrow, the thing I would miss most is South Beach, the weather, Joe Stonecrab. Oh, will you people stop? What? What is with that? Jesus, God. The Neil Rogers Show, like I said, you can take that with you anywhere you want. The Dolphins, Marlins, Heat, or the Panthers, the friendly people, and he's got friendly like in, uh, yeah, I should be in quotes. The culture, what culture? And not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Well, what do you miss about South Florida, Neil? Like I said, not a, oh, I'm sorry. That's bad. Isn't that bad? It sounds like, uh, I don't know, sounds unfriendly. No, the truth. Sounds like kind of a South Florida kind of thing, like unfriendly, hostile, angry, <laughs> like that. But the sun is shining here. It's like almost 60 degrees already. It's a beautiful day. And I thought it was going to rain again all day like yesterday. Man, we got rain up the old nose yesterday. Just in case Paul Castanova is listening, wants the Toronto weather. It rained yesterday a lot. Oh, Justin, oh, Fago, oh, uh, Dusty Fago. And also possibly Duke Cunningham, uh, as we know. We They're all, home and office searched by law enforcement. We don't care about that. We're waiting for the Carl Rove indictment. That's supposed to be the big news today, maybe, maybe, possibly, or not. But is, how come? Now, let me ask you something. Seriously, there's John Roberts. Yeah, that'll let you know uh, what is going on. The FBI is looking at uh, the tangled web surrounding the Duke Cunningham bribery case. He's accused of taking some $2.4 million in bribes over the years in exchange for handing out lucrative contracts uh, to people who uh, were willing and to give him money. Uh, there are some outstanding issues in this case, which is what the FBI is looking into now. And they, they really surround three people, a fellow by the name of Mitchell Wade, uh, who was suspected of giving bribes to uh, Cunningham, who was cooperating with the FBI, another fellow named Brent Wilkes, who was a defense contractor who is described in court papers as an unindicted co-conspirator in the Duke Cunningham case. And then there is Kyle Dusty Fogo, who is the former executive hey, uh, director of the uh, CIA. You don't look like Dusty Baker. Three. He announced on Monday that he is stepping down. CIA officials said uh, there was nothing unusual in that. That the uh... Anyway, getting back to John Roberts, who's uh, pontificating there on CNN right now since they hired him after CBS uh, screwed him over. How come they didn't put him on there after Rather got to blown out? I don't know. I mean, he was doing, uh, every time rather than be on vacation, he was filling in. He did weekends. And he's great. He's very good. He looks like a human being. He's uh, not hard to look at like Brian Williams. He didn't have 85 teeth. He doesn't look like he just stepped off a spaceship. He's got a great voice. Track to provide. He's like a, uh, you know, we don't know whether he's left or right or in between. We don't, and we don't care. Right? Right. He would have been what the perfect replacement except for fuddy-diddy old Bob Schieffer. And then, of course, coming up with this bitch from the Today Show, Katie, uh, oh, my God, Kurik, my ass. Jesus. Now, when does that start? That must start fairly soon. Right? That, that's going to be una bamba grande. You'll see. They, in the beginning, oh, everybody says, oh, we're going to watch Katie. Uh, yeah, sure they will. She's a bubblehead. She's like only one. She's like one notch above or maybe even below Soledad. That, that's how light, what a lightweight she is. Simple then. But that's okay. You know, Dan Rather was just another one of the victims. Just another one of these smear and smear victims of this whole uh, fascist regime. Oh, speaking of your fascist regime, I don't want, since people don't care about these things, I, don't, I have no fear that I'm going to get people nervous. They, you know, they just hear the words coming off their speaker, and that makes them feel like, you know, they're alive. Oh, there's that Neil on there. Like that. And then they feel like, you know, they, they got a pulse, even if they don't. Concern is building among the military and the intelligence community that the U.S. may be preparing for a military strike on Iran. Oh, my God. As military assets and key positions are approaching readiness, according to Raw's story, it's pretty raw. According to military intelligence sources, an airstrike on Iran could be doable in June of this year. It's already today is the 12th of May, El Doce de Mayo, with military assets and key positions ready to go and a possible plan already on the table. You ready for that? Uh-huh. Wouldn't surprise me. 
Speculation has been growing on a possible airstrike against Iran, but with the failure of the Bush administration to prevent a, present a convincing case to the U.N. Security Council and to secure political backing domestically, some experts say the march toward war with Iran is on pause, barring an immediate need. And, of course, they don't say whether that's like a uh, strategic need or a political need. It sounds more right. like to me a political need, which they have a very serious immediate need with that 29% poll rating. 29% if you tuned in late. That's the newest number. Every day it's dropping and dropping and dropping, like dropping a bowling ball from the top of the Sears Tower in Chicago, from the CNN Tower in Toronto, dropping a bowling ball on the roof of the Rogers Center. In March and April of this year, the U.S. was pushing for a quick closure, a 30-day window. About 30, man. Says a source close to the U.N. Security Council, describing efforts by the administration to shore up enough support to get a U.N. Chapter 7 resolution, which would make it possible for sanctions to be imposed against an uncooperative nation and leading the door open to military action. The U.N. source also says that a military analyst suggests that no military action should be undertaken in Iran until the spring of 2007, but that things remain volatile given this administration's penchant for having their own way. Uh-huh. Other military and intelligence sources are expressing concern both privately and publicly that airstrikes on Iran could come earlier than believed. Retired Air Force Colonel and former faculty member at National War College, Sam Gardner has heard some military suggestions of a possible air campaign in the near future. And although he's got no intimate knowledge of such plans, he says recent aircraft carrier activity and current operations on the ground in Iran have raised red flag, uh, flags. I would expect two or three aircraft carriers would be moved into the area, Gardner said, describing what he thinks is the best way airstrikes could be carried out without disengaging assets from U.S. fronts in Afghanistan and Iraq. How do you like that? The Iran attack. Coming soon to a TV screen nearby you. Just what we need. Well, you know what Bush says? He says, uh, you know, it's hard work. Yes, 934 on there. Let's see. Oh, yeah. We got the thousand licked. We got it licked. Uh-oh. The Minutemen, the pro-immigrant protesters, and competing rallies there. But many of the people in Minutemen... It's not a pro-immigrant rally. It's a pro-illegal uh, alien rally. Get it right. Many of these people here made a real point of saying, look, what they're fundamentally for is illegal, illegal following of the laws of this country. They just don't want people here illegally. They have a lot of issues they're concerned about. But a lot of the folks who are here make a point of saying they've never been involved in anything like this before. They only got caught up in the Minuteman cause Minuteman. because they felt like it wasn't being addressed enough. I know some guys like that. This rally moved across the country and got little bits of news coverage along the way. Many people decided they were going to look come at here that. today Are you looking at to that? send a message to Congress. To Holy moly. It looks like Bob Marley wrapped up in an American flag with some really nasty headgear. Americans are concerned look at about that. this issue. The fundamental issue for them time and again comes back to the question of illegal entry into the country. There you go. That's all we need to say, illegal. That was the operative word, wasn't it, illegal? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Glad we got that straight. God, oh, this is your buddy Doug Thompson at the Capitol Hill Blue. Yeah, what's he got to say? You really want to know, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. You're the one. Oh, yeah. Tommy no, no, no. no look, Doug. the phone's ringing. Take some calls instead. No, don't ever read a story again. Government spying on Americans even more widespread than recent revelations claims. See, you know, I'm just to be Mr. Contrary. Uh -huh. Whatever you say, I'll do the opposite. Now, what was it? Never read a story again, especially from Doug Thompson. Doug Thompson writes, The newest revelations of even more spying on Americans by the uber-secret National Security Agency, the NSA, is just part of a vastly expanded operation that snoops daily into the lives of virtually every man, woman, and child in the USA. My sources tell me, says Doug Thompson, that USA Today's Thursday story revealing the NSA has collected phone call records of nearly all Americans for the past few years is only a fraction of a stepped-off effort by the government to monitor on a daily basis the lives of ordinary American citizens who have nothing to do with terrorist plots and pose no threat to national security. It's data mining at the most extreme levels, says a former NSA operative who quit in disgust over the agency snooping into the private lives of Americans. We have no business spying on our own, he'd be saying, or she. 
Are you telling me that tens of millions of Americans are involved with al-Qaeda? Senior Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont, the Senate Judiciary Committee's ranking minority member, asked him before U.S. Senate Thursday. Even some Republicans are reluctant to defend Bush on the latest revelations. I'm concerned about what I read with regard to NSA databases. A phone call said Representative John A. Boehner of Ohio, the House Majority Leader, interview with the ANP. And who the hell shops at the ANP anyway when you got lob laws? It's the largest database ever assembled in the world, said one current NSA operative. The agency's goal is to create a database of every call made within the nation's borders. Every call. In other words, when somebody calls his bookie, like Stu Gotts, we're monitoring you. This information, of course, directly contradicts President George W.'s claims earlier that the NSA domestic spying program was directed only at overseas phone calls made by Americans. With each new disclosure, the president's increasing web of deception is exposed, says political scientist George Harley, who worked in the Nixon and Reagan administration. George W. Bush will go down in history as a totally dishonest president who lied consistently to the American people. Well, at least he's consistent. Bush did not deny the expanded program when he set up a hastily arranged appearance yesterday to try and deflect criticism, but claimed the database was not a data mining operation. Of course it's a data mining operation, said security expert Sam Bellows. Data mining is a major part of what the NSA does, dummy. Capitol Hill Blue in 2004 revealed a massive government data mining operation set up by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, along with the NSA. Our story detailed how DARPA's Total Information Awareness Project, though scrapped by congressional action, was shifted into a secret Pentagon budget by the Bush administration, was actively collecting phone, travel, and financial information on virtually all Americans. The story prompted strong denials from the Bush administration, which later backed off the denials when the New York Times revealed some of the same information a year later. Georgetown University constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley told us at the time the data mining operation by DARPA was illegal and says the new revelations venture further beyond the law. Federal law prevents the government from seeking this kind of information, including phone numbers, unless it has cause to believe a crime has been committed, Turley B. saying. Data experts say gathering vast, such vast amounts of information only increases the chances of making mistakes and unfairly accusing an innocent American of wrongdoing. Even worse, gathering such information only allows the government to snoop on American citizens while it does nothing to help fight terrorism. Terrorism is an adaptive problem, Herb Edelstein, president of data mining company Two Crows, said in an interview published by Wired News. It's pretty unlikely the next terrorist attack will be people hijacking planes and crashing them into buildings. Other experts agree the chances for mistakes are huge. The order of magnitude of errors from inferences is huge, something like 10 to the third power, Paul Hawken, author of Ecology of Commerce and chairman of the information mapping software company Groxis, sent an interview with other publications. DARPA tried to interest Groxis in becoming part of the TIA project, but the company declined, saying the project was neither feasible nor ethical. Hawken told Wired he knows people with the NSA who refused to work on TIA because of ethical concerns. Much of the current NSA project was established under the command of Air Force General Michael Hayden. President Bush has picked ahead the CIA. Hayden's increasing involvement also were security experts and historians. Hayden now has said he has reservations about the NSA spying program and is willing to resign from the military if he's confirmed by the Senate. Given the military's legacy of privacy abuses, such vague assurances are cold comfort, says Gene Healy, senior editor of the Cato Institute in Washington. That's cold comfort driven by Corky Hamill at Jackson Harness Raceway. During World War I, concerns about German saboteurs led to unrestrained domestic spying by U.S. Army intelligence operatives, said Healy. Army spies were given free reign to gather information on potential subversives and were often empowered to make arrests of special police officers. Occasionally, they carried false ideas. Employees of public utilities allowed them to, as the chief intelligence officer of the Washington Department put it, to either uh, to enter offices or residents of suspects gracefully and thereby obtain data. In other words, to fake their way in. In her book, Army Surveillance in America, historian Joan Jensen noted, what began as a system to protect the government from enemy agents became a vast surveillance system to watch civilians who violated no law but who objected to wartime policies into the war itself. The Army's scandal treatment of Iraqi prisoners also suggests the American military system lacks either the ability or the restraint to police itself. 
There's a long and troubling history of military surveillance in this country, he adds. That history suggests we should loathe allowing the Pentagon access to our personal information. But each new revelation of increased spying on Americans shows privacy, like too many other freedoms once considered a right of American life, is yet another right lost in the Bush administration's unrelenting and illegal war on the Constitution. Maybe that's the way he keeps talking about. He keeps saying we're at war. We're in a war on the Constitution. Well, look at what time it is already, 114. Wow. Well, that was important crap, okay? And I'm sure that that's going to change the course of human events, the fact that you made me read that. I know it will. Hey, if you love boating, that's a given in South Florida. Just about everybody loves the old boating deal out there in the water. But if you ever thought about buying a boat, what a nightmare. Don't do that. Do the smart thing and call Club Nautical instead at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why pay the expenses of owning a boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club, Club Nautico. When you call 1-800-BOAT-RENT, you'll be amazed at just how easy they make all the things for you. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or gosh forbid, gosh, that was gosh, no hurricane preparation. With a boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and truly affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up, either. At Club Nautico, here's how the word deal works. You just hop on your boat and go have a great time. When you're done pulling at the dock, get off and leave. Just walk away. It's that easy. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT from unlimited boating to pay-as-you-go from small boats to yacht charters and everything in between. Call on our friends at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. Let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget, too. Get on the water today, the smart, the inexpensive, the hassle-free way by calling Club Nautico toll-free. It's 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 Gang rape is funny. They have all the oil they need to keep the gas rolling. Nothing more than corporate greed. No one to control it. That's a ridiculous call. A check with Clinton and Seth. Brought to you by Texaco. You remember that, of course, not. Oh, yeah. Before you were born. At any rate, those were the good old days. Had all that cigarette advertising on TV. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Those are the good days. Now everything is like repression. Can't say this, can't do that, but a beep, but a boop, nothing. 
Anyway, five six seven oh five six. You probably need a lot more uh, names on this poll for over the weekend. This is our weekend long poll. No controversy there. It's just something nice, you know. Just think about beautiful places. This was uh, Sean's idea. So if you want to blame him, go and tar and feather him over the weekend. Nine fifty five. We got the thousand made. See, I, I keep looking just to keep convincing myself we got it because there's nothing worse than to fall a little bit short, just a wee bit short. Nine fifty seven now. They're pouring in by the ones. Like the calls. WQAM. Hello. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend rules. Damn, he picked me up. I wasn't ready. <laughs> All I heard George going, mm-hmm. It's him. Tag <laughs> it. Yes, you are. <laughs> I got to admit, that was like a little, a uh, little bit of entertainment oh, yeah. there, huh? Hey, that was like a little vaudeville routine. There was no extra charge. That guy probably practiced that for hours. And then we cut him off guard. He wasn't ready to do his, like, grade A material, eh? Five six seven oh five sixty. But the good part of it is, what did I say at the beginning of the show? And they come through as usual. We don't want the same old retards. We want some new retards, right? Yeah. And then we had actually one or two people with almost something to say, which which is about all you can expect in South Florida. Like that thing, the culture, man. You can't complain about the culture of South Florida because basically there isn't any. It's a subculture. It's like subhuman. Just a lot of very angry people. And I understand what you're angry about. I used to be there too all the time. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. I just spent eight days in Maui. Unbelievable. Wowie. Yeah, and not a single filthy word of Spanish spoken. Uh huh. No Spanish here. No Espanol aquí. Okay. See there, you go. Just want to be hates your people. Uh huh. Well, maybe they were speaking like uh, Japanese there, man. There's a lot of Nipponese people in Hawaii. We want to put Maui on there. I don't think he was uh, suggesting that. Why not? I don't think that was the nature of the call. Yes, it was. Why, you think the nature was just to say nobody peek at a pony there? Come on, get with it. No, it's a beautiful place. When's the last Spanish. time you were in Maui? Wow, the huh? purpose of the call was to say filthy word of Spanish. That was the purpose. Oh. Well, maybe they were just speaking clean words there. They weren't saying, look at all. I'm sure that's like what that. Oh. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Oye, como esta, Neil? Okay. Oh. Oye. Filthy words of Spanish. Yeah. Speak in English, speak in English. Oh, okay, yo, I'll speak in English, and maestro, como tu estas, tu vas a ver el... Yeah, okay, huh? How do you like that? See, you speak in English, can't do it, can you? But that was new, that was something different and new and exciting. They're doing it. This is this tickles my fancy, I'll tell you that. Your fancy what? Fancy kneecap. Oh, look at that, it's graduation day somewhere, all these people are dancing around like a bunch of uh, Mexican jumping beans in heat. And look at all the uh, young ladies with their schmatas on. Graduation party means life doesn't have to stop, even with all the violence Where is and this? suffering. Pollard, an engineering graduate, in says we have to move forward. Oh, my God. Look at that guy. Oh, look at that. Did you see that? No, I, I have never seen such a screaming queen in my life in Iraq. Walls. Oh, my God. That was, he was like, oh, you had to see it. In fact, you remember in The Godfather at the Wedding? When one, yeah. that one young guy was dancing, right about the same time, uh, Clemenza says, Paulie, more wine. Uh, and then there's the one guy in his hand. He, oh, he's doing the thing with the hands like a real fruitcake. You fair. And I got oh, up yeah. in the theater. I was screaming. You fair. Yeah. And then Clemenza said. I kick your ass. Just in that voice, too. 5670560. Oh, I mean, that, that was embarrassing. And you know the media, they pick out those kind of scenes intentionally because it's gay day in Cuba or some crap like that. And I'll tell you one thing, Alien. Don't let those abuelos come anywhere near you again, okay? Old perverts. No, qu- no kidding. And what, what kind of a bunch of crap was No quim. What the hell was that? What kind of a pile of crap was that anyway? A pile was, of crap. They were squeezing his part to see, to check uh, it out. You know, what, what is that? That sounds like uh, something that Father O'Toole would say to the altar boys. Yeah, I'm just checking your progress, see? 
I want to see if everything's growing all right. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's growing like crazy now. 26. I mean, come on already, will you? And just amazing the way the media like uh, pretends that like that. And, of course, right away everybody says, oh, well, that's the Cuban thing. All the Cubans do that. Yeah. Well, that, but that's the way that happens, man. Right. The media says, here's these horny old abuelas, man. They, they haven't seen one of those in years, you know. Sick, twisted bitches. They, exactly. Precisely. Hey, all you horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker's got all the plunging action you want and something special for the ladies who come out to the track tomorrow, May 13th, for Mother's Day Eve. As Joe would say, how are you doing with the ladies? All the ladies willing to admit to be age 18 and older will get a free entry blank to win $1,000 in betting vouchers tomorrow night. Drawings will take place after the 6th and 7th races. You must be present to win. Prizes include a $50, $100, $150, $200, $500 betting vouchers. Well, lady, you know who doesn't love to get some extra cash. Plus, the drawings will also be for tickets to upcoming Marlins baseball games. What's not to like? So make plans right now to bring out your wife, your mom, your mother-in-law, maybe all of them. And uh, Pompano Park tomorrow night is where it's happening, the great Mother's Day Eve drawings. Just a half mile from both 95 and the Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And like always, Pompano Park offers you free admission and free general parking every single day. Live harness racing in the great smoke-free poker room is open every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday like today. Poker starts at noon. It's already going on right now. It goes on until midnight. And live racing gets underway nightly at 7.25 and a p.m. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Also, don't miss out on Dollar Night Wednesdays at Pompano Park when draft beer, hot sodas, hot dogs, and more. Just a buck apiece starting at 6 p.m. I'm just tongue-tied thinking about it. I'm tongue-tied thinking about the slots starting in July. It's not that far away. Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, call 954-972-2000 or on the Wicked Web. It's pompanopark.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Friday, you bastard. It's the ultimate in shaving technology. Beyond fusion, it's the Gillette Confusion. Packed with not one, not two, not three, four, five, or six, but nine. Count them, nine incredibly sharp blades for the closest, most hazardous shave around. Gillette Confusion even vibrates to make shaving all that deadlier. And our slimy strip technology infused with aloe, vitamins, and coagulants will close those nicks, cuts, and gashes almost as quickly as you make them. I'm getting lightheaded. The Gillette Confusion. Shaving technology carried too damn far. And coming soon for her, it's the Lady Confusion, specifically designed for blondes. 132 at QM. So speaking of uh, Gillette uh, Confusion, now I haven't changed the razor. I'm not, I'm, I just, you know, I tried that one and the whole vibrating thing and all of the crap. I'll leave the vibrators to uh, Josh Cornus. But I will yeah, say this. I got the, one too, uh, Gillette Fusion uh, shaving cream. Have you tried that? No. Good. It's blue. All right. Oh, it's, it's good, good stuff. It starts. Yeah, no, it's really good. You just smear that stuff. It's just blue stuff to smear. The stuff we're using is green right now. At any rate, now what's this? A new piece of copy for next week. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that from Fat Boy? That's bad news. You want to know why? Why? In the case he's still alive. Yeah. Very bad I've news. seen him. He's still moving. Anyway, the Gillette, you, you seen it? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Bush says Jeb would make a great president. There's the uh, chuckle for the weekend. Okay, just keep yucking it up over that. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to say about it. Could there be a third President Bush? I wanted to do this yesterday, but I never got around to it. But we will today. The current president said Wednesday that younger brother Jeb would make a great president and asked him about making a run. The first president, Bush, daddy, likes the idea, too. How do you like that? All the Bush all the time. Jeb Bush, the Republican governor of Florida, has one asset his presidential brother doesn't right now. Approval for most of his constituents. That's because he's got all those devious plans and he's a lying sack of crap. And Florida likes that. 
Well, George W., his uh, approval ratings are, uh, well, 29 right now nationally. Some 55% of Florida voters surveyed last month by Quinnipiac University said Jeb doing a heck of a job, Brownie Hound. Heck of a job, 55%. Does that tell you there's no hope for Florida? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The governor has repeatedly said he won't be a candidate for president in 2008, but that doesn't stop his family from encouraging him to go for it someday. I'd like to see Jeb run at some point in time, but I have no idea of his intention or not, the president said in an interview with Florida reporters when he was in town the other day. He said his brother would make a great president, that he had pushed him fairly hard about what he intends to do. I truly don't think he knows, Bush said. Jeb, 53, will end his second term as governor in January, thanks God. His brother, George, ends, oh, ends his second presidential term in January 2009. Can we make it that long? No. Oh, I don't think so. The governor got the build-up from his brother on the same day he got bad news out of Tallahassee when Alan Bent said he ain't going to challenge Catherine Harris. That bitch ain't got a Chinaman's chance in hell against Bill Nelson. She got two chances, much, much, much less than none, and uh, Zippo. Ever use a Zippo lighter? Sure, owed several. What were you lighting it with? 971 votes on the poll. I know you don't want to answer the question. Is what was I lighting it with? I was no, what were you lighting with it? Oh, you know. Stuff. Smoking stuff. Marijuana. Not with a Zippo lighter. See, even Tommy don't go for that. No, no. With a bad Zippo taste. lighter, that's... It does, it does leave a bad taste. Yeah. That's only for Goyam. Yeah, you get all that uh, the ga taste of gas. It's like yeah. going like mm -hmm. like sucking the gas out of your tank, and you shouldn't want to do that now at that price. Not good for bungs. It's like siphoning gas out. Mm -hmm. You know, you got like, well... 974 votes on the poll. Let's take a puke at it, okay? What is the most beautiful place in North American countries? I know it's a little awkwardly worded, but we had to do that because of the nitpickers out there. They didn't want Hawaii to be included. Well, you know what? Too bad. I like Hawaii. Just too crowded on Oahu. Too damn crowded. Too many people. Yeah, but you never hear a filthy word of Spanish. Kauai, Hawaii. Boy, you are, man, you just, it's really sad after all these years. What are you talking about? I'm talking about you. I'm talking about that thing you got, that Spanish thing. I have a Spanish thing? That's what I heard. That's what Duff told me. Kauai, Hawaii, Hawaii, Kauai, Hawaii, 184. Big Sur, 93. Vancouver, 90. Boy, look at that. Vancouver's beauty. It's never been there. It's too damn far, eh? Grand Canyon, 86. Lake Tahoe, 67. Palm Beach, Florida, 66. What's the big Simmons in Palm Beach? What did I miss? Maybe you didn't go to the right places. Oh, I've seen it. As a matter of fact, when I worked at WJ in West Palm in 1975, some friends of mine, their, their friends, uh, worked for some of this very rich family. They had this big mansion in Palm Beach. And, of course, most of the very wealthy people in Palm Beach, they go away for many. A lot of them only live, like, in those places for, like, a few weeks out of the year. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? So it's empty the rest of the year. So we got to use that mansion many, many a time. and had some real uh, drunken celebrations in their big saltwater pool and right across the street in the ocean. And just Palm Beach was fine. But it's beautiful. Uh, Adirondack, 63. Glacier National Park, Montana, 53. Now you're talking. Niagara Falls, 53. Alaska, 36. Waikiki Beach, Hawaii, 31. Should be That should be way higher than that. Even just Diamond Head alone. You know what else is really neat to see is North Shore. You rent a car when you go to Hawaii and you drive up to North Shore. I'm writing this down. And you see all the surfers up there at North Shore. All them fag, all them surfers. Savannah, Georgia, 31. Uh, what, what, is, what is the fag element to that surfing thing? Can you tell me what that's all about? I guess it's just a bunch of naked guys with surfboards. Almost naked. You have to explain it to me. Oh. Okay. Smokey... Yeah, I think he'll tell you. When you're going out to dinner this weekend, <laughs> ask the Duffmeister. She'll tell you. San Diego, 20. Oh, wait a minute. I skipped over Smoky Mountains, 27. Grand Teton National Park, Wyoming, 22. I probably, that was a Freudian slip, slipping over the Teton. San Diego, California, 20. Yosemite, 11. Why do we have to put California after San Diego? Don't people know where that is? Cape Cod, 11. Victoria, B.C., 10. See, that we needed. Augusta National, 6. Cascade Mountains, Washington, 5. Cabo San Lucas, 4. 
Redwood National Park, three. Catalina Island, two. And uh, New- Newburyport, Massachusetts, one. And that's the guy who called it in because nobody okay. ever heard of that. I-, I still know where it is. I probably, when I Google it, I probably should read about it. Shouldn't I? Maybe it's nice. See, may- maybe it's really nice there. I still say Cape Cod's pretty nice. And Boston ain't too bad when they're having decent weather. I'm not sure which days of the uh, year that is. Not too much anymore. Really bad weather in Boston. WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. Hey, Bill Neal. Yes. Hey, Bill Julio likes boys, you know what I mean? But he doesn't like you, I guess. Uh, Julio likes boys. Okay. WQAM, hello. Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Good, good. Listen, the nicest place I've ever visited in the United States is Carmel in California. Oh, Carmel, man. I've driven through there. It is beautiful. I saw Clint Eastwood there. I waved to him. I gave him a high five. <laughs> Listen. I think I'm what listening. I thought to think about the Speaking English, that two to four spot is that they just uh, take what's left of your audience and the anticipation for Mandy's audience, and they don't really care if they get a number or not because they're not, uh, you know, paying it. Well, I, I'm glad they don't care because they sure don't have a number. They, well, they got a number already. Right. It's we got a zero in front of it. All right, Neil. Take care. After you. I'm even there, amigo. Don't be talking to uh, filthy uh, Spanish. That's right. So anyway, uh, Carmel. Oh, that get that on there right away. That is. Have you ever driven through there? No. The West Coast Highway, the old Hershey Highway up the West Coast, man, that is just incredible. Well, you saw Play Misty for me. That's right. <clears throat> That's all you need to see. Clint Eastwood. And, and I'm sure you saw the way he was queuing up the records, too. Right. Backwards and wrong. Every, every movie... That's got anything to do with radio. Right. I, 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 know, I mean, how, how difficult would it be to have, like, a consultant that actually was once in a radio station saying, hey, when disc jockeys queue up records back in the day when we played records, uh, they don't just stick the needle on the uh, disc, you know? Right. Put the pot yeah. on it. So stupid, man. But then again, I think Clint Eastwood was kin to, um, what's her name? Out of MSNBC, Rita Cosby. Same voice. <laughs> 983 votes on the poll. Yeah, they got the same larynx problem. 988. Oh, yeah, we got the 1,000 likes. Hey, take a deep... <sighs> Thanks, Tommy. You helped put us over the top, even without Josh today. Now, what's the story with Josh? Is he okay? Are we going to like... Uh... I'll, I'll find out, but I'm sure he'll be back on Monday. Well, you, you know, let's make sure he's not in the same hospital bed that the beast just got out of. Well, I don't think there's room in one bed. Oh, I'm not even talking about the one he's queen in. Queen size. All the best to the beast, by the way. I got your wedding invitation yesterday. It was a beautiful thing, and the envelope weighed about four pounds, and I'm sure it cost Mommy and Daddy a lot of money, and... I'm not coming. I'm not getting any gift, and I'm not going to be there, but uh, thanks anyway. I don't think he's going to be there either. Not if he's got the old groin pull. Hey, if you have termites in your home, you better call Riddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. Riddit Pest Control uses that amazing orange oil treatment that kills those termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. They're going faster than you can say. Todd Rex an idiot. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them and say goodbye forever. Don't tent your home. Don't worry about poisonous gas. No moving out or hotel stays. No worrying about food or pets in your health. Because all they do at Reddit is treat your home with this amazing, uh, unduplicatable orange oil. And you don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is a clean set of oranges for just a few days. It's true. If you have a termite problem, do it now. This is just the start of the nasty termite season in Florida. Call Reddit Pest Control now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS, no games, no kidding. Call right now for a free, no-obligation termite inspection, 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. When you call Reddit, be sure and mention that Todd Dreck uh, told you to call. They'll really love that. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Eat it for the homo. Jesus land, Christian love, where you won't go to hell and die. Oh, woo! Jesus land, Christian love, where victory is and hatred 
Okay, 145 at QM. I got something on the uh, burner back here. Bacon? Oh, I wish it were, no. AT&T Corp., Verizon Communications, and Bell South Corp. began sharing records of tens of millions of their customers' phone calls within the, uh, with the NSA shortly after the 2001 terror attacks, according to USA Today. But when the NSA came calling, former Quest Communications CEO Joseph Naccio, I wonder if he's kin to Ralph Naccio, Naccio, broke ranks with fellow former Bell companies. He broke ranks. When he learned that no such authority had been granted and that there was a disinclination on the part of the authorities to use any legal process, including the special court which had been established to handle such matters, Mr. Nacho concluded that these requests violated the privacy requirements of the Telecommunications Act, his attorney wrote in a statement. In other words, illegal. Nacho agreed with Quest attorneys that surrendering its customers' call detail records to the NSA was wrong, eh? Quest balked at the request and pressure from the NSA with Nacho reportedly deeply troubled by the implications, USA Today reports. Current CEO Richard Not- or Notabart halted talks with the NSA last- in 2004 after the two couldn't agree on the details. They said, no way, Jose. Good for Quest, huh? Damn Give them a big kiss. That's for them. Not for Richard Quest, though, because he makes me nauseous. He's got donkey teeth and probably donkey breath. He's a Brit. You ever see Richard Quest? Yeah, you see him. Yeah, I have. Obnoxious. Richard Quest. Not in a long time, though, thank goodness. It's kind of like uh, every now and then. It's like uh, the Banjo Boy Group Incorporated. We go out of our way to try and find people with the most <coughs> annoying voices and put them on the air. And the same thing, too, with the uh, with CNN. The most unctuous, like Kira Phillips, not a voice, but just, just her, just as a, a being. Oh, God. 996 vote. Any second now, we're going to tip over to that 1,000, and then we can all take a deep <sighs> sigh of relief. We did it again and again and again and again. Just amazing how we keep doing this, especially when most of the audience is gone, you know? How many listeners do you think we got left now the new regime came in? About 30, man. Oh, yeah. They, you know, with this job that they're doing. We got a lot of spots. We have no audience. See, I think the goal is from the new regime is we have, like, one spot for each listener. That's so, in other words, well, let's see, 16 an hour times four hours. So, that's 64 spots on this show in four hours. So, that means like one for each listener, 64 listeners. I think we got that. Now, two to four, I don't, I don't, I don't think they can match that. Even Tommy was overwhelmed, I bet, when he found out that we had a oh. point five in the 3 o'clock hour. Right there in the middle of the daytime when people are awake on this station. Can you believe that? He leave? No, he's right here. Just I, not speaking. I was, I was shocked. See, he's in such a state of shock. No, you were. You, you could care less. Yeah, I could. Could you care less? No. <laughs> <laughs> he says more, more or less. Anyway, it's just, I mean, a uh, oh. point nine at 2 o'clock, that's bad enough, because at least, at least they're still siphoning off some of you people who are listening now on this show. But at 3 o'clock, it's like, man, it, like, like like an evacuation. You know I mean, you can almost smell it, like, like a terror alert, like a bomb scare. Oh, don't, tur- don't turn that dial on there, man. You're going to die between 3 and 4. And oh, oh. Point 0.5, that is, that's scandalous is what it is. 
And the fact that these people are still, you know, even the Humper made a comment about that this morning. They're still diddling and diddling and dawdling and uh, they haven't got a clue. Although George said in his secret meeting with the, the Pied Piper the other day, Bozo the Clown, that they have some plans. Isn't that what you said? Right. They don't know what they, don't know what they are and they're not telling and uh, whatever. But they got some plans. Probably for dinner. The United States again has refused the International Committee of the Red Cross access to terrorism suspects held in secret detention centers, the humanitarian agency be saying today. The overnight statement was issued after talks in Washington between ICRC President Jacob Kellenberger and senior officials, including Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Defense Secretary Hermann Göring Rumsfeld, and National Security Advisor Stephen Hadley. Mr. Kellenberger deplored the fact that the U.S. authorities had moved closer to granting the ICRC access to persons held at undisclosed locations, the Geneva-based agency said, and no, that is not Geneva, New York, and WGVA. Kellenberger says no matter how legitimate the grounds for detention, there exists no right to conceal a person's whereabouts or deny that he or she is being detained. The former Swiss, Swiss diplomat said the ICRC would continue to seek access to such people as a matter of priority. We've just received a negative response again, again, they be saying. The agency recognized there were legitimate grounds for holding foreign terrorism suspects who posed a threat to the U.S., but it is absolutely vital for such people to be held in a clear legal framework, but not with a bush crowd. Man, they just make them disappear. They just go away. Nobody ever sees them no more. Isn't that the way it works? It's no a war on terror. It's hard work. Yeah. We're in war. War on all your freedoms, man. A war against all civilized people, against any decent living and breathing people. We're in war against them. Oh, 999. Oh, this is going to be very exciting. In fact, I would even play a fart sound now when that 1,000 vote came up if I thought we could. Yeah. Well, can't do it. Oh, 1,000 votes. There we go. Here, pretend you heard a fart sound. Right there. That was a fart. See? I can smell it. Can't play it, but I can smell it. Oh, God. What a tremendous moment that was. 1,000 votes. Even on a Friday where Josh Cordes is not in. He's, he's probably out celebrating that big new deal he's got. What do you think? That's right. He's partying early. And you guys can thank me, man, for going to bat as usual. Thank I always you, go to thanks. bat for the underlings. Huh? <laughs> I don't mean you. What have I got to do with you? You're probably making money. Hey, of course, Tommy needs the big bucks, you know, when you got a drug problem like he's got. I'm it's, just a joke. No just a joke. Tommy don't do drugs. No, he said it's no problem. He takes drugs seriously. Right. Very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he's in a rock band, you know. Can't be in a rock band and not do a little bit of drugs, you know. Nothing, right. nothing heavy duty. Not too, not too much heroin. Chili peppers cleaned up, and look at what happened to them. Yeah, yeah and exactly. down the tubes. That's right down the old. Cube. That's right. Now look at Kurt Cobain. You saw that movie. You know something? You ought to give that movie to Tommy. No, oh, I already uh, lent it out. I found a victim. Which oh, one? really? Which I wouldn't one? do that to Tommy. Which movie? Last days. Last days. The uh, Michael Pitts. The supposed Kurt Cobain story. Oh uh, my God! Like you know, if, if, if you're not, if if you're not were... suicidal before you watch it, I guarantee right. you will be. Like about two minutes into yeah. it. I, I do understand why he killed himself now. Yeah, he probably... If that's all, all he, I had going on, I'd blow my brains out, too. He, yeah, he probably saw the script. <laughs> 152 at QAM. What's better than staying cool and comfortable all summer long? How about getting yourself an instant $1,200 cool cash rebate on the world's smartest air conditioner? The five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System. And to make things even better, you can get this fabulous system from Royce Air and Heat, where they've been taking good care of Tri-County area families for three long generations. As a Carrier factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction, and that guarantee is backed by Carrier, the people who invented air conditioning in the first place, and now have come up with something really incredible, the Carrier Infinity System. This one actually performs a daily diagnostic check and then adjusts itself for maximum efficiency. And speaking of that, to maintain maximum efficiency on your current air conditioner, the smart thing to do is join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. Here's how that deal works. Twice a year, they come to your home, they inspect and tune up your system. If you ever have any kind of problem with your AC, you'll enjoy priority same-day service and 10% off any needed repairs. All of this. All of these things. For just 110 bucks a year. 
So whether you choose the two-speed Infinity system with Puron or peace of mind all year round with a Comfort Club, either way, make the smart choice the Royce choice. Call Royce Aaron Heat and tell him that old Neil told you to call 1-800-377-0075. That's Royce, R-O-Y-C-E, Royce Aaron Heat at 1-800-377-0075. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 562 AM. When it comes to sports. Blue 89. What the hell is that? We the authority. Oh, it's a false alarm. Okay. WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's Dave. In Miami town. They saved the best rep for the end. At 560 WQAM. Oh. Jason, you're on QAM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. All right. Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Woo! Who got the money from his daddy? Woo! And as I said, my little bratty. I think you are. With an agenda that's crappy. Woo! Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. No, but they're FLA. Absolutely. Fat-ass governor, man. He just really sends me right to the bull. In fact, here's a fact. Good timing. From KP. Says, with a wife that has trouble being honest when in customs. You don't mean Columba, do you? Not a good old Columba. With a daughter that's a druggie. You don't mean uh, Noel, do you? The last Noel. With a son caught blinking in a Walmart parking lot. I'm I'm confused as to which one. That wasn't uh, Jeb Jr. That was uh, the other one. What's the other one's name? I don't know. Not George P., but the other one. No, not George P. Anybody ever see George P.? What? I did. That was the other one. And another son charged with public intoxication and resisting arrest. Was that George P.? Yeah. <laughs> that was George P. With all these things, it says, I think Jeb would be an excellent president and his family representing another all-American family. No question about it. I mean, after all these things they've done, what, well, how much worse can it be, right? Right. I mean, if you know, Coke, Coke snort and draft dodger doesn't keep you from being a president, what will? Not only that, but, of course, lying to the public all the time and having all the devious plans. When the public has an election and they vote on something in Florida, Jeb's got another idea. He's got a better idea. Just like what they're doing with this slots thing, man. The people in uh, Florida voted, and then the people in Broward voted, and they dragged their feet on it as long as they possibly could. Now they're going to do everything in their power to make damn sure that it fails. Everything in their power to make sure it fails, which is why I'm personally, I'm going to come down there a lot. Not to the studio, but just to go there and, and lose my ass and make my contribution at the slots. 
Just to piss off the Jepster. Isn't that a good idea? In sure. fact, I think what you guys ought to do, we ought to start doing all the shows direct from the uh, Permutuals. That sound like a winner? Sounds like fun. You're going to like, like one in particular on. or just spread it around? Well, mostly Pompano Park since that I have a vested interest there. And you can spend all day just kind of like tossing something in the old slot. Aye. 1,014 votes on the poll. We got uh, Curtis Stevenson coming up next to give your ears a little uh, breather until 4 o'clock. And 4 o'clock, man, look out. Now. Bye, bye, bye.